You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's glad to have you back. I'm glad to have you back. Take a seat on the couch right there. Your copay is accepted. That's right. It's therapy time. The couch is friendly. We're going to talk about all the same crap that we're going to talk about or that we talked about last week that we're going to talk about this week, that we're going to talk about next week. And to the end of freaking time, it feels like, it's the C3 Panthers podcast where we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. And it's the French Revolution, baby. Nobody is safe in Panther Nation. Bryce Young needs to be held accountable. Mugs are trying to meet at the BMW store and fight it out over Josh Norris and be like, look, There's a guy who has my opinion. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're here for you. Hop in the car. We're heading to Bank of America. We're playing the Atlanta Falcons this week. Yucky, yuckety, yuck. They're dirty birds, but we're one in 12. Ugh. Ugh. Fuck them motherfuckers. I hate the Falcons, Cody Lashney. (laughs) I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. But right now, it's tough being a Panthers fan. That's why I'm locking arms with you, my wheel man, my brother. Ugh. Them oh, streets are tough these days. They come they after are, you. You know what? You are on the front lines of the oh, revolution. Yeah. yeah, man. I'm out here fighting the good fight, man. You know, when I need to, uh, I love a little bit of confrontation, as you all might know about me. Uh, but listen, no, nothing changes, right? I'm going to stay upbeat about, if anything, being on the best Panther podcast that there is, the C3 Panthers podcast, because there was nowhere in the world I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than sitting here with y'all, talking to my boys, talking about this Carolina Panther football team, regardless of the record. And we have a ton to talk about tonight. We're going to have this continued discussion about Bryce. Is Thomas Brown 
already fired? Is his uh, wife deleting her Twitter account? Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, is Derek Brown all of a sudden the superstar that we've always wanted him to be? I don't know, man. I kind of think so. All that and much more. The Panthers moving out of Wofford. We have a great show in store tonight for all the C3 faithful. Tony, you know him. I love him. It's our guy, Drew. Joey the Blind Panther. See Cody 13. Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Josh Dyson. Kristen Ledane. What's up, Kristen? My boy Strats. Outlaw Jackson Bow. Patty Grimes. Richard's Outdoor World and Photography. Roosevelt Mongo. The real C3AP. And that boy, Tim Estes. Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Get your calls into the Cat Calls line. We'll feature opinions about all the latest news. Um, I had a really good line to go, and then I just lost it. CK. Um, fuck. It was in my head. <laughs> I had the best lineup and then i started saying the phone number over and over again um i don't know what it is right now and it's going to come back to me in just a moment but ck it's wonderful having you here on the podcast oh here it is i told i knew it's going to come back it would have been so much cooler if i executed <laughs> just like if the panthers would have executed a fucking passing play or something Call that a missed opportunity. No kidding. Chris Tabor said the Carolina Panthers could benefit from an extra day off. C3 Panthers podcast, no days off, baby. We're back Tuesday night. Strong. Mm. That was it. Bro, (laughs) he was like, you know what? You could have benefited from a night off. Then your delivery would have been better. Um, CK, (laughs) uh, the Panthers stink. Uh, Yeah, uh, breaking news. Uh, We're still bad. Nothing has changed. Um, that's it. I mean, I, listen. I you asked <laughs> I, me. I cast when, over when yep. I first when we first got on this. Have you been keeping up with the team? And I, in all honesty, I have to take a break, dude. It's just exhausting. Like, I just it's it's just so disappointing to have to be a fan of a team that just feels like you want them to win more than they do. And I know that's not true. I know these guys right, have right. families that they want to take care of and. Uh, and and P and they have their their own name that they need to make sure they're lifting up. This is a this is an opportunity for generational wealth in their families, and a lot of times, uh, uh being on a team like this is going to basically assure that you're not going to have an opportunity to be on a team that's going to pay you that type of money. And uh, it's just uh, it's an unfortunate reality. And um, I'm just over here enjoying life and uh, not sweating over what's going to happen. Now we know the Panthers are out. Um. <laughs> I know, like that is like the deciding factor. I'm so tired of this mathematical <laughs> gymnastics that we have played for the last five years. Right. Why shit is relevant. This is the least relevant season. A hundred percent. No, it's, and uh, it it's shouldn't not. be. It shouldn't have been at all. It's complete disaster. We brought in Frank Wright to prevent exactly this from happening. Right. From complete catastrophe, we didn't need Frank Wright to go out there and be a uh, ten and whatever. We were w- looking for stability, experience, incremental improvement, and the ushering along of a rookie. And the exact opposite had happened. 
So it's been bad, and I'm tired of the mental mathematical gymnastics that make us look for a playoff picture. And this is the most bleak it has been in my mind. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you a time that uh, feels worse than what we're dealing with right now. TK, I, I asked my train. I asked my trainer guys the or trainer that makes it sound cool. We, my bet one of my best friends. I asked him. He's a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, and he is a hardcore. Like he's kind of one of us. You know what I'm saying? It's like kind of right. wild where he lives where nobody. He's like, oh, Jags all. I mean, and he goes all out by himself. Nobody cheering with him. He by himself. I asked him today. I said. What's been your worst season? Like, when were you at your downest part? And he went to Urban Meyer. And I, I mean, I get that, but I feel like we're worse. Because I mean, Urban Meyer at least was the fucking problem. Well, but I think we have less wins than Urban Meyer did, right? Like, didn't he did. they? Get, he did. Yeah. I'm yeah, just saying. I mean, I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars have been at the bottom a few times. They've picked number one a couple of times in the last 20 years or 15 years, right. and that was the. I was trying to get a parallel of where we're at. And well, I was you like, know, oh, Tony, I've been, it made I've me been, feel better. Look, I've been getting into so many fights on Twitter because I maintain that the Panthers have never been down as bad as they are right now in their entire history. And everybody, and everybody loves to tell me how bad 2010 was. And maybe as a team, when you incorporate offense and defense, maybe 2010 was worse. But I think when you look at all things in context, a lot of people said 2001 as well, which is right. I mean, there's time. only two answers right. to the question. Right, right. That it could but I'm be. saying considering how many holes that we have on the team right now, that we don't have a number one overall pick, considering David Tepper and all the things that we've been through, all those things in context, bro, you can't convince me this isn't the worst time for the Carolina Panthers in their history, man. It's bad. Call into the show at 252-228-5098. Tell us why 2010, 2001, I guess, whatever the year before Peppers, I should remember. It's been, it's getting long in the tooth, folks. Tell us why those seasons were worse. Tell us why we should be more hopeful today than we were in 2010 before we had drafted Mm. Cam Newton. I'd love to hear it. And I'm not fighting it. Like, I mean, I'm ready to hear. I need a reason to believe that this team is positioned better than it is right now because right now to me guys i don't know if better is tomorrow and look the carolina panthers have to play the atlanta falcons this week another division rival and is another loss i mean like what are you going to see in another loss that really uh changes your opinions we've got all that Tabor talking about that uh guys let's jump into tonight's show rookie qbs thrive as bryce continues to dive g baby in the comments right away said he ain't fucking with this show because of this yeah. he's still around there i love g baby um, am i unfair with my titling y'all y'all can tell me 
it's a it's a good title for this age for this age of life the internet and you know what fuck anybody who says it's not a good title we are scratching and clawing to find something to talk about as the panthers are one in 12 will levis with a monday night football comeback the first thing i woke up this morning to and i went to bed before the games were over and uh somebody tagged me and they said welcome to will levis number one Pete panther fans coming back on twitter or something like it was a fun tweet it was meant to be fun will levis with a comeback win tommy devito uh on a a, a tear that's gonna make brock purdy jealous at this point and uh hey cj stroud struggles against a great defense that's it. Go ahead. Yep. Go. Go, Cody. Go. Yes, sir. Look, before we jump into the show, I want to make sure I don't miss these incredible super chats from our incredible super fans, man. How about the man Diesel Skills, the brand ambassador, has been a loyal member of the community for 11 months. Shout out to Don, the homie Diesel Skills. Did a space right before the show today. We appreciate their continued allegiance and participation, man. Um, Eric uh, with the $5 says at least Cam Newton came out of 2010. What came out of this season? That's a damn good question. And damn, Tony, we're off to a great start with these love bombs, man. Jerry with $9.99 says, what percentage of Bryce's mistakes do you blame on Bryce? I put 10% making him a good, uh, I put 10% making him a good quarterback. Lawrence had 17 interceptions. Bryce has eight. Bryce leads the league in short passes of under six yards. I mean, this is a question of the season, man. You know, what What do we feel about Perfect segue Bryce? into Bryce. And 100%. Sadly, this, guys, I bemoaned and bemoaned about how the Carolina Panthers, until they had a franchise quarterback, that would be the conversation about getting their franchise quarterback. We got the guy that is proclaimed as the self or as the proclaimed franchise quarterback. And now the continued discussion until it's not is, is Bryce Young, the franchise fucking quarterback. It's exhausting, but Mm. this headline comes out and I don't like, I won't say I don't like the headline, um, this didn't come directly from Thomas Brown, but let's talk about Bryce Young. Bryce Young, uh, among the least performers of rookie quarterbacks this year. Yeah. And we can continue to debate why that is the case, but it is the case. CK, um, as this, uh, as we get this great super chat talking about how much this is on Bryce, we are starting to see Panther fans more and more become questioning about Bryce Young as the franchise quarterback. As you are 12 or 13, whatever the hell we are now into it, how do you continue, How do you feel as a Panther fan and as the Panthers organization about this question about how much it is Bryce or how much it isn't? Sorry uh, I mean, for putting I just- that on you. No, I I think that it's 
I don't think that in the history of the NFL, I'm going to go ahead and just work in hyperbole here. I just don't know that there's been a, a rookie Q- QB that has had such a bad year, not just from themselves, but like from the perspective of the team is doing so bad and is so heavily scrutinizing the rookie QB. Uh, I get it. He's not performing to the level in which we traded up for him. And that's not his fault, right? I'm not saying his performance is not his fault, but the fact that we expected so much from him because it was a trade up and we got into this, uh, into this situation where it's a, we need to win now type of a thing. That's not his fault that the Panthers did that. So that like that part, I like, I have a hard time putting a tremendous amount on him. His expectations were sky high. Um, and anything that fell short of a sky high, like a, a number one overall draft pick, like a, you know, you need to show us you're a top 10 QB in the league was going to be a disappointment to the majority of people who weren't, uh, you know, Bryce fans. Let's be real about I it. I disagree with um, all of this, by the way. CK. I do believe that he deserves criticism. I just don't put, I would say his it's equal across the board at the beginning of the year. It was, he must, he was at the bottom of the list of people I would criticize. Now I think he's equally in, involved as far as criticism, as far as why is this team not performing well, um, at just as much as the offensive line, just as much as the receivers, just as much as the coaching staff. Um, it's just as much Bryce's fault as it is everybody else's. Um, it's no more his fault than it is anybody else's. Uh, and that's the argument right now is that because it's equal, it's going to be worse for him. I agree with that in part 100%. What I don't agree with is the idea that we needed it to be perfect, that we needed success right away. And I understand, look, there was a true optimism surrounding anybody who talked about the change, right? The newness that came with a new coaching staff, a new quarterback, and all of those things. CK, the only thing I differ with you on that whole entire perspective, which I agree 100, is in fact, my criticism is not even about Bryce as a prospect and what he could be or what he is. It's just that at this point, it's been so bad systemically that I can't, like, I feel like we're just scratching now. Right. reasons to believe and look i didn't need wins and this probably is a good segue uh, cody to this discussion about chris Tabor has announced that he will not or he doesn't think that sitting bryce young is the correct answer right that yeah. he's going to be able to learn and there is a real argument to this and a good one I mean, it's not a unintelligent argument and one that I have been behind from the beginning, which was to start Bryce Young regardless and just let him take the lumps. I never foresaw it being this bad. I never foresaw it being this bad. But this is what I the only point, Cody, that I disagree with CK in is that it's the success of this team that was is problematic. Is like for me, it's not the record; it's the team that I watch. 
Yeah, it's a team that you watch. Uh, and but you know, and listen, I've been fighting this battle all year, right? Me and Greg, shout out to the Bat Daddy, the Here, OG. Here. He's yeah. the originator of this shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, it, it goes without saying that the offensive line is bad, and we know that. It goes without saying that the wide receivers are bad. We also know that. Yeah, tough. it goes without saying that the play calling is bad. We know that too. But one of the things that I vehemently disagree with is that it's impossible to do any kind of evaluation of Bryce Young's rookie season because of those mitigating circumstances around him. To me, it's um, it, it's it's very wishy-washy. It's very picking and choosing of who isn't uh who is and isn't allowed to be criticized on this football team. And you've been and consistent with this by yeah. talking about if you're going to be that critical of Frank Reich. Right. Right. And I mean it's a fair I mentioned this in the last podcast, Cody, or maybe two ago, is that I understand the mitigating factors, but to be oblivious to any evaluation to just say it's uh, like it's to wash fun. it away. It's a glass half full optimism. Like you can choose to be optimistic and that's fine. Would but you, you say if all the circumstances were bad and he thrived, right? Like, would you be like, Oh, terrible offensive line, terrible offensive receivers. We can't judge Bryce young. He's doing great. Right, you wouldn't say that then. So it's you know the shoe's not on the other foot. Um, yeah, again, and a lot but of hold on, hold on. I saying like Bryce will be bad in the future because he's bad right now. But no to be fair, the argument that that we're talking about there is also true. If you have a good quarterback, go to a really good team. We still see it with Brock Purdy, right? Your people are saying you can't really evaluate him because you don't know how much of it's scheme, how much of it is the talent around him. So, I mean, I, I, I disagree with that statement uh, to say it's like, here. I agree to the point where saying that you have there is going to be some evaluation. Right. But you can't what most people in the chat and what's most people who are uh, down on Bryce Young right now, their belief is that it's done. There is no coming back from what we've seen. This That's is right. this is answered his the question about what Bryce Young is. And you can't do that. Like you legitimately well, cannot right, do that. How about let's start with that, well, CK? As hold on before you respond, uh, Cody. Let's start with that. Is that the question? T Tabor says, "Look, putting him out there, you're going to learn." You have mentioned in several podcasts <laughs> before to, like, he's not learning these situations, some different things right. like this. How do we look at what you've seen from Bryce Young? And not just how do we look at overall, but are you seeing any concerns about the I want look, you know, we saw the towel over the head with Cam. We saw the body language shit like this and this. I don't see Bryce Young looking better from week to week. Okay. Mentally, physically, this and that. How do we Take that in, CK, as you're saying, like, and you're right. You're right. I'm I'm ready. I've already said, look, give this kid three years. Like you've already yeah. made your bed, you're laying in it. You gotta do it. You put the assets up there. I don't care. I'm not invested in this bust or not. 
But are you seeing this guy get better at all? As of now, I don't think there's evidence that he's getting better. Um, there was at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. All the way up until he got his first win uh, against uh, the one that most people would prefer that we had taken at number one if we were going to be at number one, uh, and that is C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Since then, it's been uh, a downward spiral. I think. Um, I think after that moment, we've seen a couple of things. Number one, we've started to see we had some bad games. We saw Frank Reich take over play calling again. Yeah, so Bryce crazy. lost consistency there, right? Then uh, Frank gets fired, and we lost consistency there. Um, you know, we have offensive linemen going down like they're uh, they're just made out yeah. of. Paper How do you decay. keep any confidence here? Right, right, right. This is mean, so, a thrower too, right? Um, but at the same time, I mean, as as people have talked about, right, he's not thriving in bad situations. And the thing that we know about the NFL is you're going to have bad situations. We see Patrick Mahomes right now. Patrick Mahomes is having a, a down year, not because he's not good, but because the talent around him and the team around him is failing him. Um, he's but still he's throwing still, for like 4,000 yards. Right. Though. He's still throwing and, and making things happen. Um, you, I, am I, again, it's worthy of the criticism. Everything that we've said about Bryce Young, uh, everybody, anybody has said is worthy of that criticism. Um, I'm just still, I would like to see what Bryce looks like when we have a competent uh, game plan. Right. Um, and, when have, and when we have, and when we have talent that's going to be able to elevate uh, maybe his ability, because I think I, I still wholeheartedly believe one of the biggest issues we're going to have uh, is, is, you know, one of the things that we're going to talk about is his downfield accuracy. Um, and I just, I feel like we had a speedier wide receiver. A lot of those balls are easy, uh, easy catches. Uh, and so, uh, but that's still on Bryce. He's got to, he's got to adapt to what he's got in front of him. So Cody from the Panthers wire podcast, uh, they said, um, and it's a small clip. It, it's not even a real direct qu quote, not podcast Panthers wire. Um, they want. Thomas Brown wants Bryce Young to take more accountability. And this was a quote from a quote. It's right. from a, it's from like Schefter or something like this. I yeah. feel like oh. if this was a direct quote from a pie, from a press conference, it would have made more headlines here. What do you make of Thomas Brown um, and this discussion of Bryce Young and accountability? Well, I mean, I think that if our offensive coordinator is willing to say that Bryce needs to have more accountability, then our fans should be comfortable saying that as well. And Kristen put it in the chat earlier, like to a point, it seems like coddling because, you know, when we're going to we're going to talk about other quarterbacks tonight and how many wins they've had and how many big time moments they've had or if you've seen flashes from any of them. And the fact of the matter is if you look at a guy like Tommy DeVito uh, who is playing very well right now behind the trash offensive Bye line. Zone. Yeah, and he, yeah, he's looking better than Bryce is. Just about every rookie quarterback this year yeah. is looking better than Bryce. And my thing is, it, it's one thing to say you need to see better weapons around him. I 100% agree. We're all in believing of that. But the fact of the matter is, is that we now have more questions. We all sort of doubted his arm talent coming through the draft. And now we're probably doubting it if just as much, if not more, than we were before. Um, you know, before, we never thought that we would be questioning 
his ability to read defenses and go through his progressions. And yet now that's something that we are wondering about. And is it just a byproduct of him having to move so fast because he doesn't trust the line in front of him? Like I want to push back on that one point, though. Which one? About the reading defenses and not being able to. I think what we have recognized or what we're learning is that even if you are advanced in those aspects of the game, right, which is like the star student, that when you go from high school to college, when you go from college to graduate school, that the stakes are different. So, yeah, he might be the most mentally adept and right. at those things. I don't think what we've seen from him has been a lack of that. I think what we have, the problem that we have as not just Panther fans, but football fans, and again, why I hate you fucking draft nerds, <laughs> is listening to your bullshit about how that's not going to be a problem or it'd be a challenge. Here's the thing is he turns out to be a college player who is very mentally capable of going into the pros, but that does not mean that the transition from the college to the pros is still not a transition for him. And that's what I, so I don't, it's not a, this is not a slight on Bryce Young. What I'm trying to say is that we, not we, but the draft fucking nerds, have tried to convince us that that's still not a transition, even though that's your strength. And it is. He's got to deal with these big-ass, fast motherfuckers that are smart and big and capable. Of it. So it's just not enough. Like, he's just going to walk in there and be like, oh, I can X and O you bitches to death. It's <laughs> not enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not. And it, again, these are all questions. That, that we're going to be talking about and wondering for a long time. Um, let me read this uh, clip it from the Panthers wire. Um, and this is, you know, we're, we're talking about Thomas Brown. I think it was a Holden. quote from Albert Breer or something like that. Or yeah. Jeff uh, he goes, um, Bri- it goes, Bryce Young didn't look much better Sunday going 13 of 36 for 137 yards and a 48 passer rating. But the Panthers are trying to do more than get him going with quarterbacks coach, Josh McCown now gone. Jim Caldwell is in the quarterback room every day, and interim coach Chris Tabor has pushed in colorful language for a tougher approach with the quarterback. The good news is that, as I've heard it, offensive coordinator Thomas Brown was already an advocate for pushing more accountability with the team's number one overall pick. My question to you boys and everyone else in the chat is, what does accountability even mean? Because it sort of sounds like the same rift that's going on between Panther fans was kind of going on in the building too, right? Like it seems to me like there were probably a lot of people that were like, look, Bryce can only do so much because of everything that's going on around him. Where it seems like there was another faction that was like, no, there's meat on the bone that Bryce is leaving and, and it's not executing those plays when there are plays to be had. That tells me that if our coaching staff is thinking that way, then there must have been a whole nother portion of the staff that was uh, seemingly not holding him accountable. I'm assuming that all those dudes are the ones that were fired. CK, don't listen to this, man. 
Uh, I think here is what's going on. No, I can piece this exactly together since the C3 Panthers podcast is the longest running Panthers podcast. We're here every Tuesday night, post games, Friday free for all. Plug, 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 plug. But if you remember when Thomas Brown first got his mic podium moment about week six or seven, he said this. He said it was right after. Actually, I think it was right after the Seahawks game where Dalton had gone in there and thrown for 60 attempts or whatever the fuck it was. 58. And they were worried about Bryce's ankle still, right? It was like, should he play? Sure, he's not. He then watched Andy Dalton in the game, in practice. And then I think he ended up starting the next week after this comment. But Thomas Brown gets on the microphone and he says he saw a more assertive, assertive vocal play. He saw Andy Dalton barking essentially right is like bringing this not a dog i don't like to use that it's like because i don't think just because bryce has a mild manner mild manner tempered yeah, he don't have that dog, a, dog i don't like that i don't like that discussion that dog but like is this is that we're in the huddle he's fucking calling this out with an assertiveness this is thomas brown that said this in the week after what I think, whoever this was, is Adam Schefter, or Albert Breer, they're the same to me, basically, is that they saw that national quote about assertiveness, this and that, wanting more accountability. And then as the season progresses in this terrible way, you then weave that quotation in here to be a source. And that's what it feels like to me. It's like, is what has Bryce Young not taken accountability for? No, I think we're still going back to week five or six or whatever the fuck it was when Thomas Brown said, hey, him being more in the huddle saying, you do this, you do, and this kind of confidence assertiveness that then leads to pack is what we're trying to build in him. And now this is why you listen to the C3 Panthers podcast, CK. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's a, uh, we Who's have got all the that theories. take that goes back to week five. Uh, obviously it's only C3 at this point, man. Uh, you got all the, uh, listen, we've, we've, we've broken enough, uh, enough things down to where, uh, here, so every, Cody was right about his sources, right? We learned that last week, you know, or last year, uh, with the uh, with the whole situation with Steve Wilkes and uh, and Matt Rule and what have you, um, and uh, you know, Tony's over here able to pull things from week five because he's got a photographic memory, being a professor. Uh, it, dude's got some uh, some Rain Man qualities, I think. But honestly, CK, what does he mean by taking accountability? Right, That's, is uh, that? If anything, it's going to be what Cody is over here saying with the coddling. And I don't think that is. We're in right. a, we're with an organization that just fired their coach. Is anybody getting fucking coddled here? Sure. You might be nursing the young man along just like 
a million Panther fans are mm-hmm. by saying, oh, all of these other reasons is why it's not good. But have we heard or seen anything from the offensive coordinator? I I think this is a searching moment by the media. Right. And I, I think, think you're, the people, I think you're 100% wrong on this. I topic. think the people that are going to get called out in the wrong are Panthers Wire. No, Panthers Wire should write about this. Whoever it is, Albert Breer or there may this is broad strokes. Yeah, but Tony, I I I really feel like he was the golden boy. He it's like I told you before, his mental abilities, they relied too much on that. And they thought that his he was going to be so advanced and so beyond. We did. We no, did. But, 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 okay, but we don't we're make right, the but we're not. The we don't run the Panthers. They're the you're ones right, who did. Right, so right. more they so did. they did. You're okay. Right. So when you drop him in this offense and you're expecting everybody or, to be able to play better because of Bryce, well, that hasn't happened. So now in order to make it seem like, well, it's not like we got our evaluation wrong on Bryce. It's everything else around him is a problem, and we need to try to continue to build a better situation for him, which, again, is true. But a lot of these things are Bryce going through rookie mistakes. And as a coach, you have to make sure that you are teaching your quarterback what they are doing wrong. And it feels to me like there were enough people in this organization that felt like that wasn't happening. And given everything that we saw about Frank Reich, him being this mild man, he's so guy, nice. He's so, he's so nice. nice. I told you so at the beginning, he to was too nice. Right. So why is it hard to believe that maybe there was a part of this coaching staff that truly didn't want to hold Bryce accountable? I think it's very believable. Follow up question. I got a follow up yeah. question for you. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we saw Panther fans like us. And our, we know our C3 super fans for $1.99 that support the show, but also these crazy-ass people that still rock with us through all these times. Awesome. They called out this. Bryce was making a lot of those checks early on, right? right? They said things like this. Is Bryce Young was making these checks to plays. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That we didn't like as Panther fans. Like, oh, we're going to check out this. We're going to go to this. 
have the Panther fans, there it, there has to be a degree. If they're talking about accountability here in the organization, are Panther fans ultimately wrong in asking questions about those moments? No, I mean, and they were on it before this. This six right. weeks ago, they were saying that. Well, remember, before Frank Frank was fired, Frank Wright defended Bryce for checking into the bubble screen that went to DJ Chark. Well, Which, so that, he didn't like. Nobody liked. Right, but the okay, they asked, didn't like it. it. The coach didn't like it. But right, Bryce but, here's, but, but look, here's the deal: they asked Frank Wright, and Frank Wright kind of put the blame on the DJ Chark. Yeah, and they interviewed back. Yeah, and DJ Chark was like, "No, nah, the original play call was the play call to make." And Tony, that goes to my evidence about the coddling. I think that there were uh, there were a contingent of these coaches that felt like, I mean, again, this is like too strong a wording. I know it's not exactly this, but Bryce could do no wrong. Bryce is rookie. You have to go easy on him. It's beyond his control rather than holding him accountable for the things that he should be accountable for. That's going to bring storyline yeah. is exaggerative. I think it is not true of the moment. As in, I don't think that, I think that it is Schefter pulling or whoever the fuck it was pulling a thread from week three to, you know what I'm saying? Which we're all looking for now when we're trying to say that about every news story that's broken about the Panthers. I think there's a national story that was not rooted though in realness. Okay. Every so. And uh, I hey, think look. this is that ultimately I would just come down to this is that Bryce has, first of all, never shunted accountability. And ultimately this is the Panthers are so bad is everybody is culpable. Let's Absolutely. go to these. Yeah. Uh, so look, Kristen Ladang. Hey, you know what? This is your job, CK. What am I doing? You're on the clock, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, yeah, Don't tell on. my mother about this good Italian girl. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me get my soundboard going here. Sleeping. Yeah, you caught me sleeping. Sorry, guys. That's right. We're going to wait. <laughs> Ladies oh, and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, we have Kristen Ladane, who has become a C3 Superfan member for $1.99. She's joined one of the most elite clubs on the internet. So much so, how many members do we have, Tony? I mean, like 170, hopefully, because <laughs> Mr. Strat. Mr. Strat, the, the fucking patron saint. Yeah. Come on, Italian ladies. If you've got one of 170 cars, you're, you've got a pretty valuable object in your possession. Kristen Ladane has just become extremely valuable, always has been, but certainly a part of an elite club. Thank you for your membership. Appreciate you, Kristen. And then Mr. Strat with the $20 love bomb says several sources said Reich would call out Young for mistakes during team-wide team-wide film reviews as he did other players early in the season, but backed off in recent weeks with Young's confidence in mind. So they didn't want to go too hard on him. They didn't want to ruin 
It's confidence. And Tony, this is what we've been talking about. No, but but Tony, we've been talking about this in regards to benching him or not. And are you going to break him and hurt his confidence in the long term by continuing to trot him out there? That's been a big part of this discussion and conversation. And wherever you fall on the issue, if anything, it tells me that that same conversation is being had amongst members of our staff. That's the scary fucking part to it. Right. Uh, the only thing I don't agree with that is that they were trying to shade him in the early parts and then they backed off of it. Like, ultimately, I can't feel like there is a room where you have such an important investment where you just be like, you're the fucking problem. And then you're like, oh, two weeks later, you're like, you know what? Maybe we're too hard on them. <laughs> I think if anything, there is an argument and go check the fucking C3 receipts about this. Frank Wright was just too nice to everybody to the coaches, to the fucking players, to this. I think that is, if I had one weakness about Frank Reich, I think it is he doesn't have dog. Yeah, he ain't got that dog in him. Right? It's like people are telling me about that, about Bryce. My my friend was saying this today, not a Panthers fan. He He don't got that dog. He don't got that dog. And I was like, maybe I think he, he could. And it's just not in the way that you see it, right? Yeah. Like where I have to beat your, you know what I'm saying? Like I had to yell and scream. I believe he does. I don't know if I believe Frank Reich did. All right, what's next? Because this is wild. And you want to oh, talk dude, about this. Is, this. This, this is, is the best been... story. How are we one forty-five minutes in the show? And now we're talking about the first headline that should have been. Tell me what's up. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll talk about this, and then we'll get into some cat calls. I know we have some eager beavers. Yeah, eager yeah. Now we got to sprinkle them. Yeah. So listen, man. This happened uh, shortly after the game. Uh, our guy, uh, season on uh, Twitter. We've known him for a while. He put out a tweet: Thomas Brown should be fired tomorrow. And then, in a sense, deleted tweet and a sense deleted account. So this account is no longer in existence, right? Uh, Jessica A. Brown, the wife of Thomas Brown, said, "Um, we are fired. We just have to stay behind because someone has to call plays. If you guys know someone else to do it the next four weeks, give David Tepper a holler as if this is fun for us. Wow. And man, there was a lot of opinions about this. A lot of people thinking mm. that she kind of threw her husband under the bus by yeah. saying a little too much. Uh, she told also, no lies, bro. No, she, she told, told no, no lies. lies. But yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We appreciate the honesty. What do you guys make of that? That the only reason Thomas Brown isn't fired is just because they need someone to call plays. Are you going to tell me there isn't yes. another man on this all supposed all star? roster of a coaching staff there's not one other motherfucker to call plays that's kind of wild to me to be honest there might not be one that wants to take the reins nah she's right dude all these motherfuckers are fired at the end of the year 
Yeah. It don't yeah. matter if you come out and orchestrate the best offense. And you don't come out if you Thomas Brown goes into David Tepper's offense and makes the best fucking be like, uh, look at my color coded neon sign fucking playbook that I built from McVeigh to whatever. No, these bitches are all gone. She's sorry. right. She sorry, did listen. not say a single word right. that look. was false. And you know what? Fuck everybody for trying to push her off the internet and even throw shade on him because ultimately this is Thomas Brown is out there trying to call plays right now to show anybody and everybody that he's got anything in him worth being hireable. And second, he's the motherfucker that they're paying to turn the lights off. Yeah, uh, no, look, I got no, no problem doubt. with this. No, but look, you know what, what you're missing, dude? There's no. no doubt that that she is right in her assumption, and that they're all going to be fired. We all know that. But listen, I agree with what Kristen says. I agree with what Roosevelt Mongo says. As a man, like, what does it say about you to up uh, when other coaching staffs are looking at you? And they're wondering, hmm, wait a minute, if I hire this guy, if things go wrong in the organization, is his Stop. wife going to be quick to go on the internet and say shit like this? What I'm saying is, is it doesn't paint a good look for him if it's true or if it isn't. And, I, you know, I, I, a lot of people agree with that. I'm not saying that she is wrong because we know that she's right. That right. Every, every member of this coaching staff is out the it's door tired. at the end of the year. Is out the door, bro. CK, I mean, it wasn't the most dipl diplomatic tweet. If you want to suck dick for the powers that be, <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's it's. But um, he it, is it, acknowledging that the dick is on the face already. Well, it's, right. I, think I mean, that, I know that's very crude. What? What but, we're missing, yeah. I mean, what we're be careful. Here, Mama Dunn was in here earlier. I'm just saying, <laughs> be what what I think we're missing on this too is like again. I think that this is all emotional for her, right? Like it she was, she was responding to somebody literally saying that Thomas Brown needs to be fired. Right. Everybody has said on the internet they go. There are memes, CK, about him sucking, like right. this and that. And you know what? It's un fair sure it's certainly it's not warranted fair uh, to him because, as a person right because i mean l l here's the thing he was clearly brought here with the intentions of this team being ready to compete um i don't think it was ready to compete on any level whatsoever um uh, and so uh, th that doesn't that makes again, my heart fucking hurt it does but it does also doesn't remove blame from him either right but to say uh, like her perspective is like this was an, a great opportunity this was going to be a stepping stone to him being a head coach do you know how many years of being a quarterback coach or, or a running backs coach he's going to have to go through now like he's gonna he, this probably set his career back he five was just years already there no I know. you could have said joe brady you could have said any of these people what i ultimately think is this is that anybody who zeroes in as the play calling being the fucking problem in Carolina, whether it was under Frank Wright or under whoever the fuck, I can't even remember, Thomas Brown now that we're talking about, is making 
the smallest incremental decisions being part of the problem. I'm sorry. This is like, is look, is like the play calling. Yes. Could have been better in every situation. You can execute anything better in any situation. I could, you can write a paper. Every one of my students writes a paper for me and I tell them how it could be improved. But just because you do one thing wrong doesn't mean it's not good. And I'm telling you this is play calling is what fans go to when they're fucking exasperated. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it's not the play calling that has been the problem. Oh, Joe didn't say that about Joe Brady when uh oh, when everybody fuck, wanted yeah, Joe I did. Brady fired. Oh yeah, I did. Go back. I'm telling you this is the oh, problem is not Joe executing I was the only plays. one defending Joe Brady at the time. And now he's the offensive coordinator for the Look Bills. Young and gun. they're fucking turning it around, dude. Look at this young gun. Oh, shit, this I'm, I'm telling, telling you this is that we can find any play call that could be different if it did look every trick play think about this every trick no play if it works is the most genius fucking trick play yep if it doesn't work it's, it's the, the most bone yeah, fucking headed so idea ever so yes is yes you can be critical of Thomas Brown. But you can be critical. Like, no, single plays didn't win this. The players didn't win this shit. And what I'm ultimately saying here is this, is that these motherfuckers are going after this. She's right. They're fired as motherfucker. These are the motherfuckers that have to turn the lights off on Bank of America this year. Chris Tabor. Look, how is Chris Tabor out there? He's like, oh, we're going to take an extra day off. Yeah, and do uh, I put that later in the show? But we can talk. Let's right keep now. going. Let's keep going. Yeah, we'll take calls. Movie. We gotta do. We, we um, gotta do a lot of stuff. I'm drawing this out. I'm pissed. Pissed about my own <laughs> life. Pissed about this team. You want to do some calls? Or you want to do one more slide? You, you're the producer. You tell. I say let, let's let's wrap it up with this, and then we'll take a call. Um, and again, just to kind of uh bring the bring it full circle, right? We're talking about, you know, even on bad teams, you can find moments where quarterbacks flash. And you have seen multiple flashes from other rookie quarterbacks now uh, that have really shown their inability to do something. And some would say that it's a lot more than what Bryce has shown to this point. So again, a lot of people that feel like Bryce is being coddled, they're looking around and they're saying, well, wait a minute, these other guys on non-great rosters are getting wins, and, and yet we're not. I mean, you see C.J. Stroud with seven wins this season. Tommy DeVito, shout-out to Paisan Muscles Marinara, and Tommy Cutlass. I know he's been living his best life. Uh, Love us Italian-Americans have this moment. Uh, dude, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, shout-out to all uh, the Italianos, uh, Tony and Kristen included. Uh, uh, I know y'all are happy for your boy Tommy Cutlass. But Will Levis uh, led a game-winning drive last night against the number one seed, Miami Dolphins. Had some big-time throws to DeAndre Hopkins. Has had a few of them this year. Uh, even though Anthony Richardson is done for the season, he already accounted for two wins 
I think uh, the question here is uh, Cody is not, or not the question. The statement is, is not about how much these people have succeeded, but how little the Carolina Panthers have at all. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you can find a good throw, a good quarter, but these are, it sucks. It sucks to put up a graphic. Somebody put, sent me a graphic that said Tommy DeVito has this many touchdowns, this many interceptions, and Bryce has this many versus this. Under, you know what I'm saying? It just sucks. It's not and saying Bryce does. It just it's sucks hard for, that this right, but is it's the hard reality. For fans to say that none of that is on him. And I think that's where a lot of fans are, you know, you know, we're going to talk about the civil war going on among oh, French. Fans. No, it's a French revolution, dude. Yeah, no dude, one is saying. Everybody's Panther going fans to war. are fighting each other in the oh, streets. Dude, everybody's going to war. Dude, I'm always at war on that fucking app. Uh, and it's, you know. Look, Y'all are too young. All right. So <laughs> what do you think that we should talk about from this? What um, should we gather? I mean, gather for, I mean, it, to me, it's gather what you will. It's like, what camp do you fall in? A lot of people look at this and they say, oh, those other quarterbacks are not on a team anywhere near as dog shit as Bryce Young. And you know That's what? That's not true. And the you know, Giants are yes, as dog shit. Is. Dude, if you've been. No, if you've oh, I'm been sorry. I was trying to agree time, with you. I was trying to agree with you. Okay. Well, it didn't the sound Giants like are terrible. Yeah, right. And that's that's the point. I mean, Tommy DeVito apparently statistically has a worse offensive line yeah, than the Panthers. It's true. It's hard it's to bad. imagine. God. But they're bad. Yeah, no, they're yeah. bad. So, and they, they don't have a lot of top tier wide receiver talent either. So again, uh, to the people that will defend Bryce at every turn, you see stuff like this, and you're like, nah, man, I'm not, I, the Panthers have been through so much losing bullshit. I have seen nothing to expect this to turn around. But then, like I said, the vice versa is also true as well. We're, he's on a bad team right now. So this is the cause of pretty much all the war going on in Panther fandom. It's pretty much what side of the fence do you reside on when it comes to Bryce Young. Uh, one super chat uh, by the boy. Uh, wait, did I read... You know what? I didn't read Josh Dyson's, did I? I didn't. Josh, I apologize, brother. As a Bryce supporter, I am believing more on what Greg said a while back. Uh, Bryce is not a bad quarterback, but he's not the right quarterback for the team. How does, Damn. How does Greg walk into such wisdom on this shit? Dude, he's just... Because he no was trying to... He was, well... But I feel like he kind of backed into this one position. Like he took a stand and then he had to retreat and this and that. But if you he look at really how you know, about really like the Panthers retreat. line yeah, is that he, there is so much truth to that is that if you're going to look at this Panthers team and say, no receivers, no weapons, no whatever. We kind of thought that was going to be the Texan scenario. I don't think we kind of. I think we all uh, we right. Think that was we the, just the underestimated yeah. what Nico Collins was for just anguishing. We didn't know about right. so he got weapons, and then their backups on offensive line are so much better. Yeah, Bryce Young cannot thrive on in this team. 
and that's not a criticism of him. It's just a reality. Yeah. Well, I, I also feel like this past Sunday's game, there were a ton of throws that Bryce didn't make where you could say, Unless Oh, I, I could, I could see CJ making say. that throw. I oh, could see stop, CJ stop, making stop, that. No, stop. I'm not. I'm not. The throw where he sailed the ball stop. over Jonathan Mingo's head. Stop. CJ hits that fucking route. So scared about dude. saying the things that we think uh, in our nah, hearts. And dude, hey, right. There's no fear over here on C3, baby. We speak truth. I am. Uh, I'm terrified then, of my wife. <laughs> White Chocolate Espresso. Cody is Bryce Robin Aaron from Game of Thrones. Uh, maybe, and maybe Lysa Aaron uh, is the teeth that uh, Bryce is attached to. Uh, old Nicole Tepper. <laughs> anyway, I don't dude. even get any yeah, of that. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't because uh, you're a square who doesn't <laughs> like Game of Thrones. Dude. I watched you know Game what? of Thrones. Shut the fuck Man, up. I watched I like that little blonde girl I'm like crazy. Who doesn't, man? Daenerys Stormborn, man. Breaker of chains. Uh, anyway, uh, listen. <laughs> oh, wait. Number. You went way too deep. You didn't have to give that extra joke. Like, oh, I had you to. You should have just no, read it and led in without breakers of chains. Can we take no, some fucking no, calls, please? Of chains. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, God. the number is You're over. You two eight fifty ninety eight. Time to hear your opinion. Can't love her more than I do. On the Carolina Panthers, man. Don't try me. I'm John Snow. So, what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty. You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. All right, guys, this is coming from across the pond. If I can hear it. Yo, guys, what's going on? It's Dexter over in the UK. How y'all doing? Dex. First time up, being buddy? on the cat calls after like four years of watching the show. <sighs> nice. Hang in there, boys. Hang in there. This bullshit season's nearly over. There's obviously a lot going on with the team. I wouldn't even know where to start, but I'll tell you what pisses me off most. Mm. The fact that no player shows any passion about what's going on. I know Cody mentioned it briefly on the post-game show with Bryce, but I don't think any of them give a shit. You know, I fell in love with the team because of people like Cam Newton, Steve Smith, Thomas Davis, the people who used to get mad when we'd lose and, you know, just show some passion about it. That Miles Sanders interview a few weeks ago where he said, you know, no matter what's going on, what people are saying, we're a tight team and uh, we're right. all friends. Fuck that. I want to see some aggression and people getting mad about it. But anyway, I just want to say a massive thanks to C3 Nation. Not only you boys on the panel, but all the people who make the show great. You know, Panther Pickle, Anthony, G-Baby, Joey the Blind Panther. You're all great. I've heard your voices, you know, for years now. And I feel like I know you all personally. Hey. But yeah, take That's care, all. guys. Hope you all have a great Christmas, New Year, and you all stay safe. Yeah, catch you fellas later. Take care. Dexter! We love Dexter, yeah. man. Dexter's what a cool, great man. call. He's awesome, man. Love to hear fans from across the pond, too, man. C3 Nation, we're international, boys. You know, we're, we're doing this Panther fans around the world. Unite amongst the C3 Panthers podcast. It's been like that for a minute. Jay Cryer is my brother from another mother. Like, if there is one person I would rock one night out, like, as I know we would just rip it and tear it up. Jay Cryer uh, dude, we, is have, we have we have three real good friends from the UK. We got right. Jay Cryer, we got Rich Kingston, we got we got Dexter more than Anderson. that. We got a lot. 
Yeah, we got a lot, man. Shout out to our UK brubs holding it down. I want to By the way, for those, uh, Tony, you may have beat me on the fringe. For anybody who's interested, who is across the pond, who wants to call in, you can actually record your voice and send it over to Tony via email. Thank um, you. That's yes. exactly what I was going to say. Carolina yeah. Cat Chronicles at Gmail. Dexter just sent that to us. And look, we understand first, we like the cat calls line just because it's a way, not just because we want, we always wanted this about to be about fan input. And that's actually what I loved about this call more than anything is more than even the podcast and us on the podcast. Dex is referencing people of the community first you know what i'm saying and that yeah. makes that warms that's like what i want that's what i want but if you are international you hit me up at carolina cat chronicles i know it sucks carolina cat chronicles at gmail.com and uh you throw the voice message over but you got to message me on some sort of social media the day of the podcast like Dex did today. Hit me up on Facebook. He said, yo, I sent you an email. And not because I'm not unwilling to play anything. I just suck about juggling all of this shit. So sometimes I'll open the email after the show and be like, oh, fuck, I missed this call. So we don't want you to pay for those international calls. We just want you to be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast. I love this, Cody. And mm -hmm. I feel like you are one of the first trendsetters of this is a personality that people want. Pickle is famous now. Somebody wrote in a comment on YouTube, does Pickle have his own podcast? <laughs> I love this more than anything. More than someone saying, "Hey, Tony, did this go on?" When someone says, "Does pickle?" Have I'm dead. I love it. It's fucking great to me. I mean, dude, Panther Pickle is the man. When we met at Spartanburg, uh, somebody asked him to take a picture and uh, uh, asked him for a video of him saying, "Shut the hell up." <laughs> Can't so, be dude, that. Hey, I went to a, a Pirates basketball game and walk in c3 tap me up steven i'm pretty sure it was steven but um out of nowhere i'm like god damn i'm a non-celebrity celebrity yeah mm. yeah yeah i mean dude look uh just be yourself you know like that's what we want people to do we want people we'll to give come you a to shirt c3. we want people to come to c3 uh, and be themselves and speak their honest opinion. And we uh, want everyone to do that. I know I do it. I know Tony does it. CK does it. We want everyone to be able to do that. And that's why Absolutely. we do the cat calls, man. And the Friday free for all. Everybody is a part of this C C3 Nation uh, journey. And Tony, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, we got uh, Anthony next and then Kristen. Muscles Marinara says that we need to get some C3 Mafia shirts in the pipeline. <laughs> no, look, he's blowing yeah, his cover. Yeah, we do. What you he's mean, his man? Cover, bro, he's blowing his cover. No, he ain't got motherfuckers. He ain't, he, ain't got, right. he ain't got nothing to hide. He's in. He is in hiding now. You know what? He's breaking. His handler is so mad at him. 
Let's go back to the cat calls. The number two is 252-228-5098. We've got Anthony from Charlotte, then Kristen. Look, the Italians coming hard. Let's go to Anthony first. What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. Hope y'all boys are having a good Tuesday and hope y'all boys are having a great um, time during this, uh, you know, winter break for all of us. Um, not going to spend time talking about that disaster class of a game last week. Um, I already gave my thoughts on it. But um, I want to talk about, you know, where we are right now. Um, first off, I do want to say, um, you know, I'm all for um, – let's just sit Bryce Young. There's no point for him to play. I don't want any more of his confidence to be ruined. The, the, even and do I think Andy Dalton could win us a couple games? Yeah, he can probably win like two games, but the defense has got to play good for him because we have not been able to see an offense and a defense dominate at the same time on this team since Steve Wilkes last season. So go ahead, start Dalton. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, the Falcons, we're not going to beat the Falcons even if Bryce Young starting. Um, we just don't have the offense. Thomas Brown already alluded to the fact that he's basically fired. Like, this whole thing is a shit show. Um, and I hope that goes for the front office as well. That goes to a lot of the speculation that, you know, Thomas Brown's kind of a placeholder for the play calling. Maybe that's why Fitter's a placeholder for the GM right now, just because you have to make day-to-day transactions. Um, so those, that's my opinion on that. Um as for the game, I will not be going to the game, and I don't want to go to the game. Even if it's $5, I don't fucking care. Rather save my money for prize picks. Use code C3. I've been falling out on that recently. But actually, I'm going to Cincinnati this weekend to watch the Vikings-Bengals uh, game. My dad's a Vikings fan, and he usually takes me out of town to a away game. A Vikings game every year just to get uh, a different feel for watching real <clears throat> confident football. Hell yeah. And I'm happy I will not be here this weekend to watch this disaster class. I may tune into the game, probably not. Just going to spend some quality time with my dad and, um, yeah, watch some actual NFL teams, not a D3 David Tepper school team. Anyways, um, those are my thoughts. Uh, last thing I want to say, Derek Brown's the best player on this team. I've been saying this for weeks. I've been saying this since the season started. He's the guy at Bay over Brian Burns. Trade Brian Burns. I don't care about the excuses that he's checked out or that he's pissed off about his contract. He's the one that decided to play, and he has a big egg on his face because he's not elite. And all I can say about him is that he's a starter. I mean, there's nothing more. He's not a star. He's not that player anymore. I don't see it. So those are my thoughts. Anthony Anthony from Charlotte, man. Appreciate you. Have a fun time at that game. Watching the team that can actually play football. Uh, <laughs> actually... Going to be the Vikings? Yeah. I don't know that it, you could put that uh, as a team that can play football right now. They're, they're benching Dobbs they, now. <laughs> which is, I think, fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I don't know enough about their team to do Dude, that. How about Dobbs? Joe Flacco? Dude, Joe Flacco uh, fucking uh, going to the Browns. What about Cam Newton? Records? Oh, God. I don't even want uh, to say uh, Cam Newton couldn't have done all of that shit, man. I, I, 100%. That's uh, all you got to say about Anthony's call? I mean, no. Look, I um, 
I, I it's funny to me because I feel like Anthony always comes around to my point of view eventually. <laughs> like at first, like it does. I, I mean, so, so, sorry, Anthony. I, I don't mean to be a dick, but it might take you a little while before you come around to my side. But you always do, and I never hold it against you. But I love you, little bro. It's all good. Um, <laughs> no, and where I mean, y'all want to talk about Derek Brown now? He brought him up. Uh, y'all want to wait for later? Y'all want to just bring it up now? Let's just do it. Yeah, I mean, dude, Derek Brown. <laughs> Like, uh, look, I, I've said before the start of the season that Derrick Brown was one of those players that we really needed to see his best performance this year. And that is exactly what he has done. I mean, he is playing for a man. He is playing like a man that is playing for a second contract who wants to be top five. At his Beyond that, bro. His it's position. more than that. For sure. And, dude, he was a monster in the middle of that defense against the New Orleans Saints to the point where now it's pretty much undeniable. He is the best defensive player on our team. He's the best it's, player on the team, bro. It's not Brian Burns. It's not Jeremy Chin. Derek Brown has finally turned into that unblockable monster that we wanted to see. And he has gotten better every year. And now he's playing his best football, man. So whether it's uh, with us or for another team, Derek Brown's gonna get paid. I'm loving it, man. Let's bring up the uh this is uh Joe Person from the Athletic said Derek Brown, this is the headline. Derek Brown has been a bright spot in Panthers dark season. Uh Colin, I'm a game game changer. I'm a game wrecker. Game wrecker, thank you. Thank you, wrecker. He says this. Um quote, and I'm gonna hit you with this. Professor's coming at you, Joe. Floating, hanging quote. You can pick your terminology. I call it a floating quote. People call it a hanging quote. You can look at the sex. You can look at the pressures. I don't really care. Brown said. Actually, no, it's not then because he hit the brown set at the begin at the end. Sorry. My apologies for calling you out, Joe. You got it right. Not floating because he hit the comma. Brown said. Let me give him his due credit. Quote, you can look at the sacks. You can look at the pressures. I really, I don't really care, Brown said. If you don't see I'm a game wrecker, then I don't know what to tell you. And for someone here, I learned my lesson, guys. I'm a slow learner, but I learn at times through the school of hard knocks. And I was a KK Short fan. I still am. KK Short was a fucking incredible player for the Carolina Panthers. But for all those people that told me I didn't understand or about what star Latulale really truly brought to that defense is that you learn how those game record pass rushing defensive tackles benefit from the hog molly beside him. Right. So I have from the beginning understood or at least tried to appreciate Derek Brown's um, contribution to this team. And for people that tried to be upset with him from the beginning, this Panthers defense sucked against the run from the beginning. They still suck. And he's the only thing that makes them not suck but listen to this shit right here he has played 
Hold on, let me find it. Brown is excelling this. This is a quote from Person's story. Brown is excelling this season while playing the most snaps of his career at a position where most team employ rotations. Brown has played 87.4% of the defensive snaps, only trailing Max Crosby and Aiden Hutchinson, who are offensive or not offensive, defensive ends. This big hog molly is the best player on the Panthers team. And I'm not sure it's close. Yeah, I agree. And you know what is, I don't know if the right move CK is to pay Derek Brown right away. Right. I don't know if that is because you want to use these young contracts but I would argue at the very moment it's more important to keep uh, Derek Brown than it is to keep Brian Burns. I mean, it's hard to argue that uh, a counter to that. Um, the only argument you could say outside of that is uh, we don't have anybody outside of Burns who's going to be capable of getting the sack apparently couldn't you say that about Derek brown though nobody else is doing anything right that's what i'm saying is like you know that may be true for Derek brown on the interior but it's also true for brian burns on the exterior well my question is this tony you were an advocate of paying brian burns earlier instead of letting it get to this impasse why not employ the same the same logic if, if we know that if, if we know that Derek Brown is going to be the defensive cornerstone that we want on our team to be able to build around in the future, why not just bite the bullet and pay him now and, and instead of letting him get more and more expensive? Because I would argue that you, it's the same situation as what Brian. Uh, Burns is in, except I think that Derek Brown in a shorter amount of time has proven to be more important. I mean, look, I've got some all 22 clips up right here. Look at him just devastating. He's the best. The, the, He's player. the best player. Look, just team. being mean, powerful. Like his entire draft profile that you read before he was drafted, you're finally seeing just He's that coming to Finally, finish. we've seen it the whole time, man. It's just not from the beginning. Been but a guy you're really putting on. No, he's not. He's doing the same the shit he's been doing the whole time. the whole time. He is just getting better each season. You guys, all right. So, first of all, you philosopher, you Cody Lashley. Ah. The way to destroy any philosophy, philosophical, because now I'm feeling it. Philosophical, right? But any um, philosophical proposition that you want to hold merit to, the way to truly attack that is to turn its own reasoning against it, right? So, for instance, there's this guy, his name is W.V.O. Quine. I hate this motherfucker and love him at the same time. And he was a philosopher from Harvard. He's fucking brilliant. He wrote, uh, he's great. He wrote this. He said, no belief is immune to revision. That was his statement. Like he thought this was a philosophical truth that no statement could be revised. Like, I mean, no statement could not not be revised. 
right? right. So like we could change our mind about Bryce tomorrow. We can change our mind. Ultimately, he said all ideas were malleable. Sure. And then one philosopher said this to him. He said, is the idea that no belief is immune to revision malleable? Like, can we revise that one? And yeah. Like, <laughs> mind blown. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you did just turn the philosophical on me. Yeah, I turned it back. Asking out. about Derek, um, about Brian Burns. So I know the listeners are like, what the fuck is this guy talking <laughs> about? But you did throw my own philosophy on me, which is should you get ahead of the money curve? If you believe in this player, right? Um, Compl- I, go ahead, CK. They've, by the way, there there is a very good chance the salary cap increases an exorbitant amount this year. It goes up every year. Sure. No, yeah, it, it always does. Do you know? Do you know how much about, it was, CK, when I first started this podcast? Uh, it was a. I think we talked about it. It was. Uh, $112 million when we first what, started. What's the salary cap right now? Like 190 I think more. they're talking about going to 240 <laughs> Yeah. Which is dude. insane. Like they grow. Yeah. So I'm so tired. Everybody gets that bump, CK. Do everybody gets that bump, but I'm saying this might be the largest like percentage increase that we've seen outside of the increase coming back from COVID because it went down that year um i i think it might be the largest because i mean you got to keep in mind now they have all these deals with all these different networks it's starting to pay you got youtube's income coming in this year um no not feeling it it's going up incrementally every year cody i'm telling you this year is going to be different they've already sent out notifications that it's a business has been good well then you should be getting on them contracts early uh to turn my own philosophy against me yeah, why not pay him? Have I changed your mind? Are you already revising? No, your- no, no, right, right. No, great. Thank you, Quine. Uh, <laughs> I think this is that I I think that that's still a valid point is to get ahead of the curve. And if you truly believe in somebody, but I also think position groups matter too. Right. And so, like, is that getting ahead of the curve on a defensive end, a left tackle, quarterback, and this and that is more important than getting ahead of the curve on the, no, I said defensive tackle, I meant defensive end. Then, like, so is like, yes, can we beat the number over the next five years by signing Brown now? Sure. Right. So then the philosophy works or the mantra works. But if you stink the whole time in a position group that doesn't truly make a difference, I don't know. Well, I mean, but How about this? I will say this is that Derek Brown is the only person on this team beyond Frankie Louvre. Like, I'm telling you, more than Frankie Louvre, more than Brian Burns, more than. Pick yeah. any player on this team. If you came out and said that they gave Derek Brown a five-year contract, he is the least person that I would, you be, would be like, uh, how much? Yeah, yeah you wouldn't I'd be like, fine. I mean, like, that yeah, would be but, completely boring. And it's, but Tony, also think about what I've said numerous times on this pod. The interior 
of your trenches, in my opinion, in today's NFL, it's more important than the edges. Dude, and now I mean, the and fucking I mean pros are talking about you, bro. Line, I mean, the offensive line and the defensive You're right. line. Man. You're ahead of the curve. Yeah, dude, you have to affect the pocket of the quarterback. And that's what Derrick Brown does. Players like Derrick Brown allows your linebackers to play faster. It allows your defensive edges to get one-on-one matchups. It, it's just, it's important, man. So that interior, yeah, you have to value that more than anything else, uh, especially a defensive tackle. Derek Brown has officially moved into that player where I can, or that level where I can say he's the only one justifiable that to extend on a real deal. I'm sorry. Like if you came out and you said you signed, all right, anyway, let's go to another call. The number is two, five, two, 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 eight, 50, 90. Have we heard Kristen yet? We have not. Let's hear her. Here she is. Hey, C3. This is your girl, Kristen Ledane. Three words, hot dog water. I have been neutral about Bryce, but he has been for me personally the most underdeveloped rookie quarterback I've ever seen. Sure, it's not 100% his fault, but it is as well, and I've had enough with this calling I hear more and more of. Thomas Brown, my dude, is sabotaging himself because he wants out of Carolina, in my opinion, but going about it with this obvious garbage playbook and play calls isn't going to help you or your wife either, sir. I feel gross in a way watching a quarterback continuously getting eaten up on the field, especially this point of this waste away drama field, egotistic coaches comparing dick sizes of the season. Bench Bryce, just because he hasn't gotten injured doesn't mean Jack. It just takes yeah. one hit people. And to add to that, I honestly feel he's adopting bad habits. Can't say he's a bust, but I also can't say he's a starter. So many things wrong since temp, Tepper being the owner. And to be blunt, if Bryce has any amazing talent, it's being ruined by being here in Carolina. And that sucks. That's my two cents. Peace. As motherfucking Jim Rome would say, rack them. Oh my God. Not on my, first of all, I would expect nothing less, Kristen. I would expect nothing less. But damn it. Listen, callers. Listen to that as a trajectory of what you need to bring. She brought the motherfucking heat right there. Throwing 99 straight down the middle, trying to say, hit that bitch. (laughs) Oh, man, dude. Great call. Great call. And look, and this is, like, this is what you're hearing more. Like she said, you know, she she gave Bryce, you know, her her time, uh, gave him a chance. And then now, when you continue to see no development, you have to be able to put some of it on him. And it's not dismissing anything else around him. It, it just it is what it is, man. There's a lot of excuses being made. I no, damn sure no. love what you Her said about, about Thomas, Thomas Brown. Oh, yeah, dude, I know, bitch. but that, uh, let me get to that. Mm. I love what she said about Thomas Brown, and I I really do think that he's doing a disservice to this team by refusing to run the ball in short yarded scenarios. And there is that part of me that thinks it's his final fuck you to the organization on the way out the door. Who? Thomas, Thomas Brown. Brown. Yeah. Why are you, you had a, you had a, a, a over 204 yards rushing with, with Chuba and, and miles combined. You need points. You're driving. And yet 
my you God. don't run the dude on third. I'm so and tired short. of this bullshit. You we would have thrown, run the ball. You thrown right, this on Madden if that shit got with? completed. You've been like right, most Tommy, brilliant play call. No, I'm not gonna no, hate on no. him for that. Who shit. passes the ball three or four oh. times in a row? When you only need a couple yards. Every offensive coordinator in this fucking NFL league, Oh, dude. give me a break. I don't believe that. For, it's true. Okay. Did you Y'all believe are, that? Okay. okay. Did you believe that? That any offensive coordinator would choose to throw those balls yes. in those it's scenarios? It's like picking I, one good pass from Bryce Younger, one bad pass from uh, Bryce Younger. You're being I, ridiculous. I think the idea, I, I hated the call. Let's be real about it. I also believe that if that worked, I think we wouldn't be saying anything about questionable play calling, right? Right. And how about this, motherfuckers? You ain't, you are not there. These play calling bitch asses after third one are not there after Miles Sanders ran a 48 or whatever the fuck it was to the one. And we ran it on one, got pushed backwards. Ran it on to push back, whatever it was. Y'all weren't talking about how bad the play calling was then. And we're walking backwards, bro. Walking the, the play backwards. Calling has always been bad. We, we never had the right personnel. It was never the. No, the no, you're problem. on the one fucking but, yard line. He runs a run. You ain't sitting there going, oh, no, sorry. I mean, I understand. You had success running the ball, but what you did not have in that game was success running the ball when they knew you were running the ball. You didn't have that. This team was not imposing them. Well, I'm tired of this. Like one thing that we find, and I'm tired about it with the Bryce lovers and the Bryce haters, the Bryce this and this and that. Like, it's just like, let's find one fucking piece of anecdotal evidence that helps our argument. Because we can say this, the Panthers were on the one-yard line after a 48-yard run. They ran the ball, and they moved backwards. Are you ready to say that's a bad play call? I'm saying when you're choosing to not do what you do best on offense, when you need a couple of yards, that is ineptitude on the highest levels. You have seen nothing Mm. but Bryce Young struggle and check in the wrong place and miss throws or receivers drop passes, and yet you feel more comfortable doing that than running the ball. Tony, I don't believe that, oh, they were stopping us whenever they wanted, whenever we wanted to run. It doesn't mean that you give up on it and, and check into something that's that you're less successful doing. It just makes no sense. And I do believe that there is a part of it that's a little bit bitter. I think his wife is bitter. I think he's a little bit bitter especially when Frank Reich gave him the play calling and took it right away from him. Uh, I think everyone is miserable in this organization and they're willing to do whatever they have to do to burn. The chat is on my side. Chat's on my side. I want to talk about actually, I think Mike Hollinger brings the more advanced discussion into this even more is not whether if it's run or pass or this and that is when you run out of the shotgun with this team or any team, right? Like what that, I'm ready to have that conversation, Mike. I think that's a great point right there is like when you run the ball, how do you run the ball? 
or when you pass the ball, how do you pass the ball? And if you're but I'm not going to sit here and listen to you motherfuckers always bitch about one or two or three or seven play calls. Why doesn't Thomas put him under center? You know what? If we had these same know, motherfuckers talking Thomas, shit though. about Mike Shula when we were 15. No. Uh, I don't want to hear about Mike Shula. Mike Shula fucking something. Best offensive coordinator in Panthers history. Whatever. I'm saying, to- I'm saying Thomas Facts. Brown. All the Facts. things that could easily be done to make the offense even marginally better. Thomas Brown is refusing to do it. I think he's worse at his job than Frank Reich was calling plays. Oh my gosh. What Damn. a hyperbolist. I love it. Thank you. Can we go to another call? Let's do it. Let's do it. What would you rather be a run or a pass? Uh run for sure. Hi, Zon. How you doing? Hey, how hey, about an Italian? This fucking guy. This fucking guy in the Giants, Tommy DeVito, yeah, the balls on this fucking kid, bro. The balls on this fucking kid. I wish our quarterback had half the sack. Half of the fucking sack this kid's got, bro. This kid fucking game-winning drive, fucking three we in a row. Talk about no it. picks the last three games. The fucking kid's got wheels like an 85 fucking IROC Z. <laughs> fucking out of nowhere, too. I didn't know he had those kind of wheels on him. The fucking kid's playing great, bro. Fucking undrafted. It, it, the stats are just kind of mind-boggling if you think about it. They really are. I mean, I know this is a Panthers podcast. We got to talk about that. I'm yeah. tired. Of, I'm tired of Wait fucking being depressed talking about them. That one bright spot this season is having some kid that grew up ten minutes from where I grew up. Fucking get on the field. Nobody knows who the fuck this kid is, and he's lighting it up. Actually, giving the Giants fucking hope for a fucking playoff spot. Totally fucked up the draft capital too. Fucking push them out of uh, getting a top quarterback. But honestly, dude, I think. Uh, I think he might be the fucking the new guy in New York, man. I I think he's playing better than Daniel Jones. I think yeah, he is. Fucking, you know, rallying around him. He's done more him. for Dan- than Daniel Jones fun. in this It was fun last career. night watching this kid. You know, and then the family and the whole fucking Italian-American thing. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't love that shit? This fucking gobble goalie. We got to talk about this. Olive so oil lathering, son of a bitch. Fucking Tommy Cutlets in the fucking house, bro. Anyway, uh, I'm sure people are going to talk about other Panther crap and when, when, when. I'm just, you know, this week I want to change it up. But anyway, have a good show, boys. Uh, you guys, if you're in Spartanburg, South Carolina, you better go check out Monster Subs. Subs it's like a real northern New York, New Jersey deli yeah. in the middle of a place that shouldn't belong, Spartanburg, South Carolina. It's wonderful. It's simple and brilliant. Good product, good things. Look, we've got monster subs up here. And first of all, I mean, I don't want to be like, hey, we're doing something for somebody without anything. Is we do this because we family. We familiar. Yeah. We familiar. And muscles is part of this conversation. And what I love about muscles is my man has been pointing out our Italian fucking connections from the beginning <laughs> from the Eagles coach to this and that. Like he's been on these early homie. He's been on these early. Um, Tommy DeVito, your thoughts as white people in America. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm opening up to white people because black people wait, 
wait. Just wait until Tony Dunn, Italian American, fucking says, I'm a fucking minority, bitch. Let's but dude, go. what I love the picture that or the comment that went along with this picture. Uh Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito's agent looks like Tommy DeVito dressing up as Tommy <laughs> DeVito's good, agent. It's a, it, it, it a great man. I love it, dude. I think it's a great story, man. I think that uh everybody's loving it, man. The Italiano, the Italian American. Everybody uh, doing this day. And by the way, the, the place that he's in, like the dude is in New That's York, man. He's from New Jersey. He's playing for the Giants. Like the dude's balling out. And by the way, ever since he started, he's played three games in a row, and he's won three games in a row. And again, man, this is like, a guy that, that is unfair. This is but, Leo C. Uh, Cody. Is this tweet right here? I cropped out the person that sent it to me, but his name is J.C. Del Torre, and we've been friends. He's a like a Jags fan or something. And he messaged, he messaged me this morning and he said, Dove Kleinman chose violence this morning against you. So I got people that don't care about the Panthers, but know about this. Oh, going- yeah, dude. Hey, so Gi- Giants undrafted rookie quarterback, Tommy DeVito, uh, nine touchdowns in six games. Panthers first to overall about. pick, nine touchdowns. In 12 games. And, it, you know, if you're a Panther fan, it's enough to drive you up the wall, man. Uh, again, how many other rookie quarterbacks are going to have a higher level of success than Bryce? Take like, that, Brock Purdy. Yeah, man. Take dude, that, it, you Purdy ass It's not going bitch. away, man. It's not going away. Uh, this is going to be a conversation that people are having for a while. And, dude, shout out to the Giants, man. Like, I, dude, I always think it's a special moment. When a team like finds their quarterback, dude, it's a good fucking feeling. I'm hoping that we can feel that uh, at some point too, man. Uh, Josh Dyson with the 999 says, "Don't have anything specific to say. Just want to support the podcast. <laughs> the coolest dude I've ever met. Thanks for providing a space for us to come together to bitch and moan. Appreciate what you boys do. Keep pounding, yes, sir." Uh, Tony, Italian Americans are all the rage right now, man. Oh, I know. CK, how do you, as a white guy? (laughs) This is what I love. Right now, the internet is about to get fucked up by Tony. But, CK, how do you feel about uh, Tommy DeVito? Um, I mean, it's hard not to to feel positive about the guy. Uh, Really? Yeah, I mean, listen. Is uh, he your Rocky am Balboa? I, am I rooting for them to be successful? Absolutely not, right? You know, I'm a Panthers fan through and through. I'm not going to be rooting for another team, especially in the NFC, to be successful. But I mean, hell, if you can't recognize a good story, man, I mean, that's that's the that's the the type of thing that you you hope you can find is as somebody now. The the thing that I will find more interesting is how they're going to handle Daniel Jones when he's ready oh, to come back. To totally, the- totally. Oh, yeah, that's going to be an awkward conversation. That has nothing to do with the Italian part. No, that's just I, with the backup part. Right. I mean, I don't really. Again, nothing. Uh, All right. The the whole Italian stuff it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't. You know, it's not a uh some some you know crazy. Uh, well, cra- let me I, like, lessen you. Let me lessen you, white boy. 
<laughs> How about that? This is where the all right. This is where we're gonna. Not show every white boy is Italian, Tony. Right. No, this is where we show the complexities of life where everybody just classifies everything as one thing. And then when we get a cultural thing that we can latch on to, then we make dynamics about that because I'm just a white boy. You're just a white boy. Until we're Danny fucking DeVito eating chicken cutlets. Right. And then all of a sudden you recognize culture, ethnicity, ethnicity in these things um first look any backup quarterback story taking over the starting job is going to be an interesting story one that creates controversy and then you put it into the largest media market and arguably the world in new york obviously this story will take will have some legs Name that too, a local kid who is an Italian American, right? Which that city itself is so built upon the melting pot of history in the world. And our, look, I have a colleague who says this, and I don't know if it can be refuted. He says that America is the most diverse country in the history of the world. I think that's pretty undisputed, right? Right. I mean, it's hard to, like, I don't know if it can be. What other country would even come close to one? Right. Right. So we have. The UK has probably got a, like. No, not even close. They don't have as many people, so it wouldn't be as much as us. And not the diversity, too. Like, not the different diversity. They might have some diversity. They might have half the. Like, there are. I don't know if there is one. I think he's right, ultimately. Um, As a person who is Italian-American, or not Italian, I'm fucking from Winterville, North Carolina. I'm American as it comes. Not Italian-American. I mean, but, like, look, my grandmother is way more Italian than your bitch ass is from Rocky Mountain or whatever, (laughs) clearly. I think this is important to show us this is one. I like this is I like the story of understanding that race ethnicity is more complex than just a black and white oppression versus disoppression. And what I want to tell people this is that just because we're kind of rooting for an Italian kid, doesn't mean uh, mean that we're unaware of realities of the world and this and that. The fact that we can rally around a kid from New Jersey who lives with his parents is a fucking American story, bro. It's a true American story, and you might not identify with it, but I do. My great grandmother, well, my great grandmother came here in ni- uh, 1910 by herself to live with family that they didn't even like her because they didn't. She didn't speak English. They had to fucking take care of her. She didn't speak English. Ultimately, I am saying this here. I'm going to get this later in the show in my eyes up. But if you got a problem 
with a motherfucking some of us muscles. I know you're a real Paisan. In fact, he brings the Paisan out of me. If you got a problem with us ultimately cheering and rallying around for this, then fuck you with your cultural appropriation. Did Get you, rid of your you chicken cutlets. You better not talk about chicken cutlets. That's our shit. Don't talk about no boss. Don't talk about the me familia. Don't talk about these fucking you a gangster. That's cultural appropriation. You're welcome. Have you? I, I, I have a question, right? Do you feel like you have seen a lot of that? Like, have you seen anyone make the case that it's in any way wrong for anyone? Yes, to be I have like, a tweet. Oh, do you really? A real big oh, person dude. tweet who acted like this. And this is what they said is talk about. I'll save it for later in the show. But what they said was this is the fact that Tommy DeVito is a bigger storyline of cultural semblance than. And then they named like uh, Jokic from the Timberwolf. Like it was like, you don't know about this guy's background but we're all fucking making a national story line about his mother making his bed, fucking making him dinner and chicken cutlets. So mm-hmm. yeah, I am taking that. I'm going to tell you this is that y'all y'all stories of hardship and unappreciation, whoever you are, they exist. I don't disagree with them. But don't fucking take away from old Tommy DeVito living with his mama and being an awesome fucking story. I'm cheering for my man. And guess what? You come to our Thanksgiving, you're going to have something more than some fucking turkey and some yams. We got that lasagna ready for you. We got that Sunday gravy ready for you, homie. Don't shit on our small culture because you think you're not. That's it. Hey, I love my, I love this Paisan. Yeah, how about this? J- just don't be a hypocrite, right? If, if let let people enjoy whatever culture they're a part of, and quit telling people what to do for uh, pats on the back from people you've never fucking met in your life on the internet. How about this? That? Is a great story. Don't shit well, on yeah. Tommy DeVito's story. That's all I'm saying is this: don't shit on his story just because it's not a the story you wanna. But B, it's a great story. Fucking oh, what kind of Italian yeah, kids ever easy. play football? But what kind of like you're for short part, you're fucking but Tony, look for the okay, you know what? Most people love the story and think that it's awesome. It's right. only the few whiners and criers on the fucking internet that get paid to write for these super fucking lefty vlogs about the evils of cultural appropriation right. and, shit. Yeah, right. and they and they write this don't take my culture up the bus dude i don't think anyone is mad i think it's just people making stories trying to find shit uh to be angry about uh i mean that that's what people do they find shit to be angry and offended about and i have no respect for those fucking people uh let, let's take let's a few take more an, calls and then yeah, I'll, I'll bring back up the presentation i had let's to go Let's go. Sorry, I went. Hello, uh, boys, and good evening. It's Nick from Seattle calling in. First and foremost, I have to eat some shit. Greg, I was one of the people who was critical of you at the end of the off season and over the summer about not putting all your eggs in the Bryce Young basket. How you said, you know, wait a minute, 
we got to look at that team around him and wait a minute, he is a rookie. And wait a minute, maybe he's a little undersized. Greg, you you were right. Uh, I was wrong, and I'm here to eat some crow. And Greg, you were right. We I should not have jumped all into that Bryce Young bucket, but I was excited, as we were all excited. We had the number one pick. We had a chance to make a franchise-altering decision. And boy, howdy, did we make a franchise-altering decision, not in a positive way. I mean, I was having a conversation earlier today. Do you all realize we've spent seven draft picks in the last four years on a quarterback? Going back to the picks we gave up for Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, seven draft picks. That's insane. And we still aren't even sure if the guy we got is the guy. It's, and then don't even get me started on the money we've dumped into that position, going from cutting Cam to finding Teddy Bridgewater, that terrible contract that was less than we were paying, more than we were paying Cam, then guaranteeing Darnold's fifth-year option immediately. Baker, we got on the cheap because Cleveland just wanted him to fuck out of there. But now we're paying Bryce. I mean, he's on a rookie deal, so we're good there. But damn, we got to do some shit. And it's like the only way we're going to even get a, a good GM, I mean, one of two things. One, I think Scott Federer is not going anywhere because, one, who would want this job? The only way any competent GM that can lead us anywhere would would take this job is if they get an in writing from Tepper saying, I will be 100% hands-off. The football is your job. I will write the checks. And Tepper would never do that. We all know what kind of man Tepper is. And, I mean, can we just keep it a buck here? Dude's got a little dick. He has to. He's, there's no way you're out there <laughs> swinging a hammer with this sort of insecurity and lack of self-awareness to really lead men. He ain't a leader of men. So, it's just a fucked up situation, and I just got to say, right. I apologize for not having more just thoughtfulness in terms of how this would happen. And now here we are, shitting in one hand, wishing in another, trying to figure out which one's going to fill up. Oh, man. <laughs> Great call, man. Mm. All the way from Seattle, cop from Seattle, man. Uh, dude, what can I say? I feel like a lot of people are showing you that they have their moment where it's like, all right, dude, enough is enough. And every single time we do this pod, we're getting more people that are like, enough is enough. Um, and yeah, when it comes to, hey, look, I have no idea uh, the size of the package of any man in the front office or on the football field. But uh, I think there's definitely a lack of leadership just about everywhere in this building. How about that? Can we take another call? Yeah. Let's do it. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka! Joe Burrow. Kirk Cousins. Daniel Jones. Anthony Richardson. Deshaun we don't Watson, need any of them. And Rodgers. And now Justin Herbert. That's seven fucking plus QBs that are IR that are missing the season. Why my motherfucking nigga, B.Y., the motherfucking truth, is still standing on his two motherfucking feet. 
Somebody find a list of how many more touchdowns than all of them have thrown. Completion in. rating still over sixty percent, and his QBR is still over seventy three percent. I I don't know. Listen, no, I don't no fucking way, bro. No weapons. He's not over no sixty percent. Last Sunday, he has over earned completion. No fucking no way, way, bro. Nothing, and he's still fucking standing. And you bitches. I mean, that's the coolest part about Bryce. You to complain? In my opinion, Bryce, hey, kudos to you, G. I'm impressed, G. I'm impressed. Fuck the pick sixes. That shit's going to happen. I'd rather have you do that shit right now, your rookie fucking season. I agree with that. You're right about that. Fucking bruises right now. Still standing on his two fucking feet. Not if he has fucking PTSD. Shout out to you, JC Horn. You've been impressing the fuck out of me these past two games. Continue to stay on the field. The best ability is availability, JC. I need you on the field. But if you're going to be playing like this, I'm down to keep you. Brian Burns, I don't know what's going <laughs> on, but you're checked play. out. I, I, I see in your play, bro. You are checked the fuck out, but that's okay because you're about to get up out of here. We're going to get something out of you, motherfucker. Hey, shout out to White Chocolate Espresso. We've been at the number one and two position the entire fucking league, the entire season in the C3 Dynasty fucking chives, G. You and I, bro. Hey, and that fucking first week bias, that, that shit feel great, don't it? Shout out to you, my brother. Hey, white, uh, uh, my white Italian brother, what's up with you, Tony? I know. Welcome. Man, you know who the fuck this is, man. I got a lot to fucking say. Hey, shout out to Derek Brown. Too, man. We're all in the same You team. big gorilla ass nigga. <laughs> man, you know who the fuck this is, man? Give fucking B-Wise a fucking respect. Why? No, y'all gonna be bitching up. and moaning and complaining for the next 12 to 14 years, but don't worry, I got my receipts on you, motherfuckers. Yes, you know who keep them. Keep them. Shout em. out to you guys, man. C3, the longest running fucking podcast. My motherfucking dog, man. Love. Tony, uh, I love you, my brother. I love you. Shout out to you, G. I love you too, G, ba- G baby. Are oh, you ain't got no fucking love for me, G? No, nah, fuck. God damn, nah, look, bro. He loves, look, because. Italian is the closest to black that you can get. That's white. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's I heard Sicilian one. is even closer, right? Sicilian is even like I am parts. Of, yeah, Sicilian. Oh, yeah, has, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, we're actually. I could give you the whole logistics of how it's hey, you close to fucking Cuba. Nah, but we ain't trying to play that. <laughs> what he's trying to play that is we get, we get it. And he write about a lot of shit, but he's also fucking a bitch ass motherfucker for saying, "Oh, all Bryce did was survive this year." The best thing he said <laughs> about boy. Bryce was survive. <laughs> he made it. Right, and you know what? Did. That was a giant fucking question mark for us going in to the season. How about this? Is that if any question was so- solved? about his durability that was the last question i really wanted answers um and then next he said what the fuck else he said one other thing that made me nuts he was wrong about that shit is uh but bryce holding up oh who did he go to next he went to one other person next in that call it was bryce young and he was talking about oh jc horn 
Fuck, you cannot celebrate Bryce Young's durability for getting his ass beat the fuck up. And then in the next breath, say, oh, I mean, he did. He caveated it. So I'm not saying that he just came out and was like, oh, you ain't. But he's like, oh, Jay-Z Horn, you play like this. And we're going to sign you, motherfucker. You just got to be available. Motherfucker made one fucking play. One singular motherfucking play. And, then and it was had, miraculous, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, pff, told you. Elite. Elite JC. Fuck that. I love you, G-Baby. I'm on your side for a lot of this. And I love when black people welcome me into their circle. I am not going to lie. That's the most honest thing I've ever said is when black people welcome me in. I'm like, oh, that's the coolest shit that ever happened. I I still always cringe because there's always somebody in the chat room it happened last week. That doesn't. Oh, that said he's not black. Yeah, yeah that like, doesn't. Oh, we gotta prove G Baby's black. Yeah, we have to prove G Baby. I don't gotta prove it. We have to say the N word on our fucking. Cat I want to say. All right, so this is, and I'm gonna get canceled for this. But then don't. Let's just fucking go. I gotta say. Don't them tweets hit hard? They get to drop them words. Oh, for sure. It's the most powerful word ever. Because I'm like, man, you motherfuckers get to say that. Like this tweet, I could have said the same tweet minus this, and they dropped that, and they're like, oh, wow, you're part of a cool club. I uh, not cool. uh, I don't even know if it's a cool club. It's just a club. I can't be. I can't wait. It just sounds like hard ass motherfucker. Like, what do we say as Italians? It's a hard ass motherfucker. Like Gabagool. That we fucking call him a stew nod. You know, I mean, it's not five on Google. It's not this game. Stu not yeah. means just stupid motherfucker. Five on Google means fuck hey, you. Hey, bro, dude, straight up, uh, Muscles Marinara helped teach me a brand new word. Dude, he's got like, mad Italian. That dude, dude is like, in real Italian culture, bro. Brand new Italian I told you he was a fucking. I've never heard in my life, dude. Dude, he speaks old fucking Italian sentences. I'm like intimidated by it. No, I'm telling you. Real, it's real. And by the way, I I do agree. That we need a C three Mafia shirt. We need to make that happen. Gotta We're gonna it. make the somehow. I think now that we got muscles here, myself, I had my grandmother. I recorded my grandmother. If you go back to like 2015, it's a long time ago. And we were trying to like just start to put sound edits and stuff in. I called my grandmother up and I asked her about like, if you're going to have people over for an afternoon lunch after like a baptism, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you want to put out? And I'm coaxing her to say the cold cut tray. Like you got to have cold cuts. Like this is the thing. You know what I'm saying? You just have meats and cheeses as cold cuts. And so I then recorded my grandmother talking about cold cuts and then talked about it when we cut people from the 80, 90 to the yeah, 70. Like it was like my cold there. cut bit. And my uncle here, you'll appreciate this muscles. I told my uncle about this stuff and my uncle listens, I think occasionally. And uh, my cousin and uh, he had the best joke 
and this was seven, eight years ago. I remember this like yesterday. So I was telling him about calling grandma, recording her, saying cold cuts. I need you to say cold cuts. I need you to talk about it a little bit, and then I'm going to cut it up. And we're going to talk about these players. And he said, why didn't you ask her, have you ever put the Harris Teeter cold cuts in a, the food line cold cuts in a Harris Teeter bag? And (laughs) this is the fucking funniest shit to me ever. It's like you go and buy the cold cuts at the cheaper store. Then you slip them into the Harris Teeter bag. So your friends think they're from the better store. (laughs) <laughs> this shit drove all right well maybe muscles would appreciate that this shit drove, <laughs> like y'all didn't laugh about it i went to a liquor store once too and this guy he said this i was and he went and grabbed this bottle of gentleman jack and i was like damn you grabbed that shit with purpose bro i was trying to lose weight at the time and i was like what made you pick that and he's like oh this is that but he's talking about the price of this he said but I love to put this is what he told me in the line. He said, I pour it into the Woodward, Woodford Reserve bottle at my house and I give it to my friends and they don't know the difference. And they think I'm giving them wood. Like he's like saving eight bucks. That's that was my uncle's joke. Let's go to the next call. <laughs> hey, this is Panther Pickle. Listen, I just wanted to say this briefly because I get all I want to say off on C3 Spaces and Friday, but. I just wanted to say this real quick, folks. It, it, we're going to be better. It, it ain't. It, it won't be tomorrow. Can't be worse, next motherfucker. Year, probably, it's going to be a slow process, but we'll get her there. Um, and I know you'll probably already discuss the article on uh, by Peter King. Um, I've read the whole article about the Panthers, and you know what? It's not that really much about the Panthers, but there's nothing there that we haven't already discussed. There's nothing there that we don't already know. In, in likelihood, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get one of the top candidates for head coach job. Why? Because, um, of all this that's been put out. Um, you're gonna, but, but, but I believe we'll get a good guy. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot more I want to say, but I'm not going to. Why are you even say saying that? You know, we're going to get on Prozac um, right here. I, I don't believe that every candidate out there wants to be paid top dollar for everything. So money won't won't always get you who you want. But Pickle's um, trying to get a job. I still think that that when when you think about a head coach, you need to separate the head coach and the offensive coordinator, because if you're hiring an offensive coordinator, to be your head coach because you want him to offensive coordinate. That may not be what he wants to do. Very few head coaches come in as a rookie and are very successful being head coach and offensive coordinator. Pickle. So, but y'all keep pounding and Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you, Panther Pickle. First of all, love you to death. Check out your shut the hell up t-shirt on C3. Nobody's bought anything in three months off the website, like since September. So, hey, put that out there. I mean, that's fine. And we don't push enough like, hey, check the gear, check the blah, blah, blah. But I love Panther Pickle. That was the most reserved Panther Pickle I've heard in a minute. Like, he took (laughs) a Prozac and made that call. What does he mean by that? 
And is he auditioning for the job of head coach by saying, uh, not everybody wants the most money? Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's saying, like, just because David Tepper has the capability to throw around ungodly amounts of money, that might not be enough to justify a coach wanting to come here if, say, for example, uh, the Chargers, which they're going to fire their coach because now Justin Herbert's out for the year. Uh, So, I, you know, it's it's not just going to be the most expensive, most notable candidate that the Panthers might be getting. Right. And if he's getting that, then I would agree with them, right? And, and again, that's why I love a name like Bobby Slovak. He's not necessarily the biggest name uh, in the coaching hires that everybody wants. He's not the darling like a Ben Johnson is. But I think he's damn sure what we need right now, and I would love to have him. I kind of think that's a well. Clearly, throwing around money has not been the solution to this. No. What we have to do is now throw away money money at the wrong people and the process, dude. Like fucking David Tepper, listen to us. Come on the podcast. Somebody said this is price. What was it? Oh, was it G Baby said Bryce was never coming on the podcast? Don't worry. We'd love to have any motherfuckers. We would even take the fucking person sweeping up, taking out the trash and BOA. That's what we we trying to get up in any angle. But bring us David Tepper up here and we will tell you exactly what the fuck to do. Or at least I will. And that is let's go hire a fucking GM that we believe in. And then let this motherfucker go to work. And then he can come tickle our balls a little bit later to make us feel like we're a part of the process and say, oh, do you, you okay with what I'm about to do? And we say, yes, that sounds great. David Tepper, it's not about not throwing around money, but throwing around the money isn't the solution, right? It's like, it's, yes, it takes money, but we just can't throw money at love. Right. I mean, like, yeah, man, like is yes, it's going to take money and you having the biggest, fattest pocketbook in the world is going to make this party way more fun. Yeah, I'm like, like let me in here. But like, dude, it's a very simple process. Let's go get a motherfucking GM. Let's make him hire the head coach. And when the shit don't work out, these both of these bitches are out of here. Uh, it's the answer. It's the real truth to the matter, guys. By the way, I'm like 90% sure that uh, David Tepper bought love. Bought what? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I'm like uh, 90% sure that David Tepper <laughs> bought love. What does that mean? It means Nicole Tepper's not there uh, out of the, Tell me. you know. What a bitch. You know what? Another reason he needed an advisee to say this. Fuck that, man. I could advise you to not do that as well. I could advise you to just stay a billionaire and fucking have somebody that's very important. I'm just saying money does buy a lot of shit. It depends on how much you have. Overpaid. You overpaid for Nicole Tepper. Before you go to the next call, uh, I'm going to read a quote or a tweet from someone, and I want y'all to guess who it might be. Uh, Will Levis isn't wowing, but he's got something in him. Levis 
Stroud, Richardson, and shoot, even DeVito made this an interesting quarterback class to watch. I know it too. I saw it in the media thing. CK, what? Do you know it's such a shot without directly taking a shot? It's a real shot. You just know it. He is not dumb enough. CK, this is a real deal. Former former head of Panthers media, Bill Voth, puts this tweet out. Yep. This he is not unaware of the list he's making. Oh, he he one hundred percent understands exactly what he's doing. Oh my god! There's no arguing that, right? Um, Why did he do this? Well, he's never been. He was never a Panthers fan. Like we people forget that. No, no, but yeah, you're right. But he's not been an anti guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he hasn't terribly. Like first of all, he created the first independent media outlet outside of Charlotte Vibe, right? Like uh, Black and Blue Review. He tried right when we were starting out as a podcast, and God bless him. I wish it was we tried to like everything. The fact is, is we do this as a hobby. This guy tried to do this as a living with Black and Blue Review. We interviewed him. Joey and I, our first interview probably was with him at Panthers training camp in 2013. He rolls for a couple of years with Black and Blue Review by himself. Untenable, honestly, to try to be an independent guy that just makes money in a real. He wanted to be a real newsie. And what I mean by that, I'm not trying to downgrade that. He's a real reporter, a real person that doesn't. I mean, he just he has got integrity in a way, you right. know what I'm saying? So he wanted to do his shit in the right way, which was never going to win. Even in the wrong way, it wouldn't have won either. But then he went and joined the Panthers media, became the leader of their media department for like three or four years by the way by the way i said that like seven times you want to talk about darren gant the new heel of panthers media was bill vo's friend they're friends or they were i'm sure they still are but bill Voth. not bill Voth, but uh darren gant used to be real journalist now he's turned panthers bitch and I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean that really to you. But like you got to I mean, I, we understand your position, your job. But Bill Voth is now what? Just two years removed. No, and he uh, only makes like years? seven tweets a year. He yeah. makes no tweets. And then he'll be like, oh, apologies. I don't want you to take this wrong way. And then he puts this out there. <laughs> Come on. He knew what he was doing. Mm. You ready to go to another? It. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that he's willing to. I mean, dude, it's so intentional. I'm you hit the nail on the head. about what the this says in the you're background. Not, you're what? I'm more worried about what this says in the background. And here's two reasons why. And, and I'm sorry I cut you off. But number one is when we heard about Matt Rule and his over controlling presence in the social media. <clears throat> Afterwards, we were like, oh, that's what whack. Actually, I'll say three reasons. Number one is that. Number two is in 2015, 16, 17, 
we're talking about how cutting edge the Panther social media team was. Like they were on the forefront forefront of a lot of different things. So that conversation has dimmed. We don't continue to talk about that as much. Then we see this news about uh, Matt Rule over controlling. Then we see Bill Voth leave, right? He leaves. Okay, who cares? A lot of people, Max Henson has lost, left. We've lost, that's fine. People move on to different jobs. But then about six or seven months later, Bill Voth puts out a story for like Business Insider or something like this. It was a non-sports thing, but he was talking about teams that had cutting edge media uh, teams or something. And he put the Browns. Guess what? He put, he listed five teams and he didn't list the Panthers. And now you got this list. There's so much smoke here. Yeah. And he knows it too. By the way, everybody responded to him and like, you know, damn Bill, no Bryce. And but all he did was a he did on purpose, bro. Emoji. Yeah. And, smart. And, 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 again, man. Or is, how around. about this? Was people it tactical around, and smart me. or was it right? Both. That's the thing that's both. scary to you. You think about, oh, mm. oh, he did this. So he's trying to fucking do this. He's got these agendas or whatever. The scary part is the list actually being fucking right. Right. It's, yeah. And that that's not, that's look, this is literally the reason why I named the show when I named it tonight. Mm. And that's the conversation, man. Rookie quarterbacks are thriving while ours is diving. All right. Let's take another call. Yo, C3 family. D, sign for North Carolina. Shout out to the great Tony Dunn, to the homie Cody Lack, CK <laughs> Muscle Marinara, that effing guy. That daggone Panther Pickle. Shut the hell up. And dad, oh, you know, everybody got to have a G, baby. So I saw in the title and everything that talking about how other quarterbacks have probably have been thriving and Bryce hasn't. You know, we can talk all the rigmarole about the lack of offensive line. We can talk weapons. We can talk about the coaching dysfunction. And all of those things matter. They truly matter. Okay. But it doesn't also negate the fact that even though Will Levis is a diamond in the rough that needs to be polished up like he can be salvaged, he's with an experienced coaching staff. You got Derrick Henry in the backfield. You got a veteran receiver. I mean, things can happen, but he was impressive, even though he didn't even strike 200 yards, I believe, if I'm not no. He did get over it. I think he had 300 yards. But either way, we we can tell that he has the arm talent. He's probably just rough around the edges on the other end. CJ, what's to say? I think last Sunday, without the lack of the the lack of weapons, the weather, and playing the, the best um pass defense in on um, football, you kind of saw his rookie his rookie weaknesses. And I think two things can be true. Bryce has underachieved compared to the other ones that have gotten to start. But also in the same breath, he also hasn't had completely what these other guys had. Okay? 
So, yeah, I'm still playing the long game with Bryce, which we really don't have no choice because of contractual obligations that we have to him. No, I don't think we should Josh Rosen him. But you're going, like I said, I keep saying, you're going to have to hit with the GM. You're going to have to hit with the coaching staff. You're going to have to get something that looks like a receiver and something that acts like it wants to block. All right. But at the end of the day, it, it doesn't look good on us for these teams' quarterbacks to at least be developing at a rate that Bryce has not had the opportunity. Once. Oh, hold on. I think. Um... Picked my phone up by accident. Yo, C three family. Oh Lord, good God! All right, talk about the call real quick, as he mentioned. Ultimately, what he was really bringing up, D. Thank you, D. We love you. Um, Stroud struggled against the Jets, and he was missing his weapons. Let's talk about it. Like I think that, it's worthy of a conversation, yeah. CK immediately. Um, well, it first the awesome. uh, the Jets got the Jets blew these motherfuckers out at home. Um, there's a lot of things going into this game. Zach Wilson and bringing him back, last chance, Zach Wilson, but also CJ Stroud finally facing a good team, a good defense, the best defense in the league, arguably in some ways. And that's where we're, I'm going to try to make a wedge in this argument, but he was missing Nico Collins. He was missing tank Dale. And I believe like everybody that he had, it was also, it was also raining. It was also raining sideways and really ridiculous wins too. And apparently the entire team was complaining about the turf at MetLife Stadium as well. Um, I, listen, I, I understand that thought, but the other argument here is Zach Wilson didn't have the issues, right? He actually came out. I'm not saying he was a world beater, but he didn't have the similar struggles, right? Um, I think there's something to be said about the, uh, again, I'm not saying that this means CJ Stroud is a bust. I just think that, when you start to put those caveats in there, all of a sudden you start to sound like Bryce Young supporters, right? Uh, we, that's exactly the arguments that we would have, and they're not considered valid when it's when it's not Bryce Young, or when it is when it's Bryce Young, but when it's somebody else, it's not as important, right? Um, again, I, now here's the thing: is nobody is saying that uh, that those things aren't contributing to Bryce Young's uh, de- like lack of development, uh, which is the other part of this. Um, anybody who's trying to use the CJ Stroud thing is like, uh, you know, it, we all agree that Bryce Young is in a shitty situation. Um, but I do think it's worthy of a conversation, if nothing else, to, to say, you know, this is a this is a very clear uh, show that th- how much weapons mean to an offense and coaching. Yeah, they do. Uh, I mean, we're also talking about. Again, the best defense, one of the best defenses in the NFL, in the Jets, they do this to just about every quarterback that they play. Uh, number two, CJ has basically had two bad games all year, the Panthers and the Jets. And then, by the way, he also left that game. He didn't even finish the game. Quinn Williams hit him with the head-to-head tackle, and uh, CJ left, and he was in concussion protocol. Well, that wasn't so, a head-to-head tackle. 
I, it was well, a helmet. Okay. helmet. Well, he got no, it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't. He got he got flamed to the ground. Oh well, I, I know Quinn Williams. Uh, he made an apology on Twitter and said, "Hey, I'm not trying to hurt." CJ's trial. Right. What I love about all of this, actually, I hate every moment of any of this shit. But hold on, let me get my point off, though. My point being is that when you look at this game, and like now there are people like, oh, CJ's trial, he needs this and that. Dude, that entire game was like a confluence of everything that can go wrong, did go wrong. Now, yes, that's happened a lot to Bryce this year. But again, like when you look at everything in context, like you're talking about a guy that was an MVP consideration. Now everyone's getting injured all around him. He was already on four backup offensive linemen. It's like, what more do you want? He can come back out next week and win, and he'll be back in it. I do look, I agree with you, Cody, is that taking him against. A number one defense, number top five defense in the league with no, like, there are many reasons why this game turned out the way it was. And particularly because, and I didn't watch it. So, like, I have to go back and watch it. But I am going to guess if Zach Wilson had 300 yards passing in the second half or whatever, the Texans defense didn't do them no favors anyway. Right. And so I am not going to sit here and argue about why somebody is good and better and this or that. What is fucking irritating to me, not irritating, it's just actually I'm just going to have to accept it, is that we're just going to find any anecdotal evidence that helps us. Right, every we're gonna single, find every... one play that Bryce Young makes that C.J. Stroud doesn't. We're gonna make one, and let's let let me for the people that are gonna take offense to this, who are I guess uh, Bryce Young defenders. We're doing the same thing for C.J. Stroud. We're taking the best plays, the right. best moments, the worst moments, and this and that. And ultimately, we know this is that it's not a real. It doesn't matter if C.J. Stroud was a Panther. He's not. Right? So you can be like, oh, like, I, and this is the other one I hate, is where people are like, oh, well, C.J. Stroud would have struggled in this. Yes, he would have struggled. He could have done better. He's not the same motherfucking person. And guess what? It doesn't matter. Right. So the fact that he struggled against a good defense, are we going to go and look like it is just being married? We are being married right now. We are in a dysfunctional fucking marriage where we all want to leave each other. That's what this is. The Bryce Young conversation is an unhappy marriage where you are like this. You're like, oh, well, you didn't fucking put the dishcloth up right. You didn't want. Guess what? The problems are more systemic than one action. You didn't right. want them to work in the first place. You wanted to be divorced. I'm speaking out of my own fit. Fa- oh, sorry. My problem. Hey, uh, that's why we go to therapy. That's why you go to C3 to help you get the therapy that you need to help everybody feel better. How are you going to come and be like, oh, C.J. Stroud had a terrible game against the number top three defense, but then fucking Bryce Young had 27% completion rate. But the argument isn't the argument isn't that 
he did a poor job against the great defense. The argument is he lost his best receivers and all of a sudden CJ Stroud became somebody completely different. Now I know that we could talk about the defenses that he faced. I get that that's a good defense. Uh, my point entirely is that I think there's something to be said about the fact that CJ Stroud lost his best weapons and he began to look very similar to Bryce Young in his appearance. Now, again, I understand there's going to be caveats to that, but to say that that is irrelevant would be unequivocally false. That is my point, I think, CK, but from the other perspective, is that we have been trying to diminish other people's successes throughout the season. To make Bryce look better. Oh, the or CJ's vice versa. was always right. yeah, exactly. I don't him. even give a fuck and, at this uh, point. Bryce wouldn't Bryce would be able to do the same right. thing on the Texans. You get me. And, and, get and it's me. like now that they find the moment to jump on him. Oh, look how important everything else is. Okay, CJ has also. This been is a dysfunctional fucking marriage, man. Let's just get divorced. No, it's uh, but the, the reality of all what we got to do is go is... fuck Cam Newton, and we would be fine. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> would get off. But the part of this is that every if if you were if that's exactly what's happening on either side of this argument, right? Like when when Bryce Young has a bad game, right? That's my point. This, see, this is this is what's happening here. This is why we should have went with C.J. Stroud. Look at this, what he's doing over here with this, right? Um, and then when we finally see evidence of the issues that could plague a rookie quarterback actually come into fruition for a guy like C.J. Stroud then all of a sudden those arguments become irrelevant. I don't think that's a, a way to, to approach this. I understand. But that's like it, what it is. Right. Uh, but CK. I'm saying. And let's bring the, up the French Revolution discussion as we talk about it. <laughs> uh, CK, that is my point. Right. Is that I don't think that a bad play, a bad game, or a bad series, or a bad situation is a complete referendum on Bryce Young. Nor do I think that C.J. Stroud, I have tried to avoid the jealousy of success, right? It's like, or the immediacy, immediate jealousy of success when it comes to Stroud. I have not tried to be baited into, oh, he's doing this. Bryce isn't doing this. I am trying to say this. We got this player. This is what we did. And yes, uh, and I don't even like the, oh, would Stroud be a little bit better or worse? You know what? We'd be the same shitty fucking team just with a different quarterback, which is fine. Maybe he would be better. Maybe he'd be worse. Who gives a fuck? This is what we got, right? And I know these narratives are intertwined, but Panther Nation has become really divided, bro. Um. And not that we were ever united. Like, I mean, like, it was like, oh, Panther Nation, we love each other. I'm not trying to be like this. Again, I continue as I've only done this podcast for 10 years. <clears throat> I only believe Cam Newton was the most controversial player in the history of football, almost. But I knew he was the most divisive player in Panther history. And I had no idea that in four years of having nobody's at quarterback that we would get this little motherfucking Bryce Young who was so polished, so smart, 
all of these things that you never said, they call him cerebral, bro. They Before Bryce Young came in, you know, we used to talk about hidden racist language. Be like, oh, Cam's an athlete. They were even using the terms Bryce Young cerebral, right? So it's like, it's like I feel like uh, Cam ushered in this era where we are, and we'll talk about that in a different time. But this little motherfucking dude is more controversial than Cam Newton. How in the fuck is it? This is the French Revolution, bro. And the French Revolution was over equality. It was over representative government. But it, it turned into everybody being the fucking problem. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, Every, people, no one is safe in Panther Well, Nation. what happens is, is like you make a take online, people know you for that take, and then they'll continue to come after you based on the fucking the smallest little thing in the world. And yeah, now you got people showing up to fucking parking lots and fighting the shit. Look, shout out Monty, man. Him and I. What do, do you a think about together. this? All right. I so mean, I first of all, I wanna I wanna point this out is that for anybody who has a with the picture or whatever I literally pressed play on the Twitter video and then hit control alt 5 on my screen capture joint so this is the exact most random but uh, Monty and I first appreciate any contributor but you know Cody I got your back through and through yes sir like, I get upset when motherfuckers be coming at you on, unnecessarily, yeah. what I would say. But here, you know what? You make your bed. You say your shit. You got to deal with it. I don't come in and be talking shit too much. But there, but there is become an adversarial component to this discussion, and he is the number one Bryce supporter in the history of the world. Him and Josh he, Norris. Yeah. Oh, he's the no, he loves Josh Norris because Josh Norris is the white Monty. Monty. Well, they both but have the this, fact uh, is, is this is that this motherfucker put up a video. And you know what? Look, first, I'm not trying to talk shit to you, Monty. So you probably get mad if you heard this. You ain't gonna listen to podcast, he's he's not gonna even No, but my point about the French Revolution is is we're at the point where people are beefing at BMW parking lots. You know what's funny about Monty? This is, not even the first, this is not even the first time for him. He's been well, he's, I mean, I get like that. I get mad. I would I would be no, the same. I would do the same the shit, but this is how dude, bad it is. Dude, I would is fight a motherfucker time. in the parking lot right, for some shit is, they said to me. What I'm saying, this is not the first time that like him and a dude have been beefing online, and the monster was like, Oh, this is where I am. Meet up with me, I will fucking throw that. Like, bro, dude, look, Monty's my it's guy. Bad. Like, me and Monty, yeah, but it's stereo. bad if that's we where go it's back at. and forth, but also at the same time, like, bro, y'all gotta know when y'all looking like clowns, man. Like, why even let people bring you to that level, bro? And I've even said this to him before. Like we didn't get it, like it, that over Cam, bro. Even no, the Florida, like, that, like this is what I'm saying. This is how bad it that's is. That's why it pisses me off, though, Tony. I look. If you believe in Bryce, that's fine. 
But Bryce has done nothing to this point to deserve your fierce admiration. I understood it with Cam Newton because Cam Newton literally shouldered this team for a long time. And he was the greatest college football player ever. Let's put that out. Greatest football Heisman ever. Right now, Bryce has done Bryce has done fuck all. And there are certain people that are willing to fight to the death to defend him. That's not the problem. And say that everything else around him is the issue. It is the issue. The problem is is things are that bad. People that believe like that. No, the problem really is that things are so bad that that's where we're at. I mean, if it's it's not devouring your own, if you want to use the French Revolution terminology, it's eating your own children, as they would say, is you're trying to do good, but you're. We are at a point, CK, where we're like taking down people that care about us. Right. I mean, well, I think that's across the board. And that's the, the problem is here's the thing the idea that. Bryce Young, uh, again, and there's, like we talked about, a subset, right? There's a lot of people that are going to look at Bryce and say, he can do no wrong. Anything that's going wrong is not his fault, right? They're they're like a, a 5% of the population, but they're the loudest, right? The other side is the loudest. On the other side are the people that are saying it's 100%. He's a bust. There's nothing. There's no reason to continue. Let's trade him away. The, that's the other people that are the unreasonable. Those are the loudest people in this in this fight, right? Uh, I think the majority of people fall in the middle of this and and would probably say that Bryce shoulders some blame, but the idea that the, the difference between what Cam had and what Bryce had is substantially different, right? Not only did Cam have obviously have some physical gifts, but he did come into a good offensive line. He had a Hall of Fame, uh, potentially Hall of Fame left tackle in Jordan Gross, um, Ryan Khalil. Uh, he had Steve Smith. He had Greg Olson. I mean, the dude had uh, had weapons that we don't we don't have now. We had a stable coaching situation all of a sudden. Uh, I, I say stable. Obviously, we didn't know that at the time. Um, you know, but I, I, I don't think I think that's the difference. Cam was able to succeed because there were things around him that allowed him to succeed. I'm not saying he wouldn't have been better than Bryce in this situation at prime Cam era, but I think Is that you that's not watch him. The motherfucker was special, dude. No, I'm not saying that it wasn't good, right? I I, I remember we those times. Cam, we can put Bryce Young on any team Cam Newton played, and maybe it's better than what he is now, but it ain't no Cam Newton. No, I'm not saying it's going to be Cam Newton. I never once said that. I'm stating that when we're talking about the differences of why we can talk about Bryce Young and still be optimistic about him is that oh, sure, we, don't, sure. we don't know. We can't compare those two seasons because even if Bryce was on that team, he would look significantly better than he does now just based off of the weapons in the offensive line that he had. I can just look at Cam Newton. This is always what I said about Cam Newton. And this, you can take it what you want about Bryce Young. You can take it about anybody. But if we're in a backyard game of anything, like flip cup, uh, horse, football, Cam Newton's my number one pick in every fucking thing. I'm like, I'll take that big, beautiful, <laughs> athletic motherfucker right there. Prime number Cam one. Would you take Bryce over no, Cam? would not be my first. Oh, that's I know. Wild, That's what I'm saying. Dude. First, and look, 
Um, this is where this has gotten really uncomfortable for me as a podcaster and as a fan is I've been very open about my my attraction for Cam Newton. Right? Right. <laughs> Dude, do you have a way of making it sound more cringe? <laughs> I try to every time. That's I, I love to say I like that. So I also thought I was yearning for another quarterback. And then I got a little taste and I was like, man, I miss Cam. I thought that that's exactly what I thought. Let's go to the next call. Tell me if we already heard hey, this. Boy. Thanks for uh, doing this tonight. And all the other nights, this is such a fucking frustrating season. I don't even know where to start with this one, except to say that I've been patient. I've been a Bryce supporter for most of the year, you know, making excuses for him. You know, this now I know he's he's been dealt a tough a tough deck here to deal with here, but you've got to show me if you're the guy, you've got to somewhere along the line show me flashes of brilliance. Right, we weren't expecting a eleven and six season this year, or uh, you, we knew that there would be growing pains. But to be the guy, you've got to show me something, some flash of brilliance every now and then, and I just don't see it with this kid. I've seen rookies all over the league have moments of brilliance like this, you know, from Anthony Richardson early on before he got hurt to, of course, CJ Stroud who's lighting it up. Uh, now I got Will Levis. Looks fired up and energetic and looks like a, a leader, a fucking man. To hell, even Tyson Bajan in Chicago, undrafted, has had moments where he's looked good. Now I got DeVito in New York tearing it up. And it goes on and on and on. And I haven't seen any moments of brilliance where he's, he's, he's risen above the limitations of this roster. I think at this point, I said it weeks ago, to keep trotting him out there is doing a disservice to this team. I think you owe it to the team and to all the people that are trying to keep their jobs for next year. I'm not talking about the coaching staff. I'm talking about players. Hell, the, That's uh, an interesting take. Like that. I like this. Put Dalton in. And if you have a significant improvement, then you know more about what you truly have with this offense, with these players. I said the same thing. And you'll know how much of at least we would know still needs. And I, like I said, I've been on his side for most of the year, but I find myself growing increasingly despised with him. I hate the way he stands at the podium on a press conference and says the same thing over and over. I got to be better. I got to be better. You got to execute. The way he pouts his lips, he's got, he's got a, he just makes me, he's got a punchable face to me now. Like, oh my Trump God. Face. It just it annoys the shit out of me. I can't wait. Then, I love the honesty. And the broadcast Let it they showed a, a shot, a camera shot of the huddle from like the feet up, from the ground up. You see the feet and the legs of all the players. And in the back there, he is standing straight. His legs are straight together. His feet are together. Like it's a, like he's a fucking ballerina. Who stands that? Oh way? my god! All right, so here one thing because I, I don't cut him off. Like, did you cut him off? It cut his own. So all right, I'm just making sure. Oh no, I didn't cut him off. That man speaks uh, to punchable face. He's got to come back. He's got a. We'll play his a uh, little bit more of his call. He's got another minute to go. Um, 
as a person who doesn't like receipts, I'm going to call up my own receipt. And I asked this question when we hired Frank Reich and I heard him in his first talkings or whatever. And then we heard Bryce Young is that they're so nice. They're so proper. Yeah. Say all the right shit. Right. And I asked this question. I mean, somebody can go dig it up. I'm not going to go dig it up because I got a lot of fucking defunct. We got Italian. We got, we got some things in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it. But you can check it out. I know I said this is like at what or asked it at what point does that perfect response become inadequate to us? Right. And what he is up there, what he just called out was he's mad at Bryce for saying what he should should say. Now we're tired of his demeanor. We're tired of it. Like, you know what? Him being cool, calm, collected, super smart, those are now problems. Right. And now it annoys people. They were strengths when we went in. And I was wondering what week it would be. And we are, we're seeing it is that people are saying this is Bryce should be up there. What should he be? CK? Should he be mad? I don't know. I really don't know that yeah, there's going to be just be himself. He's, he's doing exactly what he should do. The, the difference here is like when we, when I think back to when uh, Matt rule in his first season, he would say stuff on the podium and people would get mad about it. And we'd be defending him saying, what else is he supposed to say? You can't, you have, you have to say certain things. You can't throw people under the bus, yada, 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 right? And eventually, we became so distasteful, or, or we had such disdain, rather, for Matt Rule that all of those things we thought that were reasonable at one time became a reason to hate him, right? Um, they just added to that. Things that were once possibly a positive became negatives. Um, and I think that's just a, uh, a natural... It's It's similar to... And, and some people in the chat may be able to understand this more, but it's simpler. It's simple like this. Like I, I as a debt collector, I talk to a lot of people who go through divorces. Right. And oh, you, well, you hear talk to you right now, right. You have, you have a ton <laughs> of love for somebody when you get married. Right. And all these things you find right. so appealing, so amazing. And they're just like the best things about people. And then you go through a divorce and all of a sudden, all of those same things are the reason you can't stand to be around that person. When your opinion changes of a person, those things that you thought were positives turn into a reason to hate them more. All right. Um, you know, what is what it is, is not winning. And I knew and what the ultimate thing of, all of these messages resonate well enough when there's enough success. I'm wondering if it's just too far on the other end of Cam Newton. Remember how no, people? I don't like, think it's either that. No, I think no, this no, is no, it doesn't out. matter. No, if you're not winning, you can be mad. No, no doubt. Even on the personality spectrum, like to all the people that thought Cam Newton was too much and too extra and they wanted him to be more quote unquote quarterback, which again, I know everybody felt was very layered when they talked about it, but Bryce is almost too far 
to the other end. He's almost like a, a, a little too nice, a little too one note, a little, you know. Would and you? When you add that on top of all the losing, and again, I'm not saying that's like a personality flaw or something. No, but it just I, becomes, I, I feel like I feel it, like people are saying that they're not seeing enough anger and emotion out of them, and that he's almost too even keel when it comes. It has to nothing losing. to do with any of that. It just has to do with losing. I, like I think there's that, a part that of it. message would have been fine if we're seven and nine. Right. That well, message think, is fine for everything else. When I, you are on the rocks or whatever it is, he, he has become part of the problem. The part of it that I think that is uh, interesting to me, I was actually thinking about this today. Um, I drove by a Bojangles. I'm like, oh, wait, isn't Bryce sponsored by doesn't he have a a spokesman like position with them and i just don't hear anything about that you don't see anything about that um and one of the things i was thinking about even if bryce was having a really good year right he was let's say he was even having a cj stroud type of year like are you calling him as a business owner to have him be your spokesperson hell yeah no, you're not. Yes, if he's not a with his Cam not, Newton has, blowing up. No, no, he has CJ, no. Did you say CJ Stroud? Yeah, if, I'm saying if if Bryce is having a CJ Stroud type. Oh of my year, god, we we making that look. No, you're wrong, CK. If no, if he I'm was blowing point, it up. You know what we're doing? We're running back that Cam Newton commercial. We're running back that Cam Newton commercial. That little kid fucking talking shit to him, and it's gonna be Bryce. We're going to be doing, no, man, this motherfucker was tearing it up. There's a reason. He's the face of the world. There's a reason that you no. have you have people with with an, an incredible charisma that are the fa uh, faces of national brands. He right? has that. He just sucks. He's just on a losing team. I don't think he, he has that Tony, You're missing the point. Even yes, they would give okay. him all the endorsement. Every good quarterback, every every good quarterback that's balling out is going to get endorsements. What he means to say is that Bryce is not like I get it. Over, no, I mean, overly exuberant it. when it comes to his personality. No, is and it doesn't have to be exuberant. But you guys are both right. I, I don't think. I think you are right. Is like there is a. Hey, I factor, gotta, an X factor sure. that brings you in. Like, do you think he would be the face of a, like, do you think he would be on the cover of a Madden game? Yes. If he was balling out. Yes. But I, I think you have know, a great dude. point. I think you have a great point. Go ahead. Uh, Cody. Yeah, I, don't, I don't necessarily think so either, but dude, you know how we call Mr. Strats, the patron saint of the C3 Panthers podcast. What dude, he is for a reason, man. He said, Ho, ho, ho. Merry hmm. early Christmas to the C3 podcast and bestowed 20 gifted memberships to people in the chat. Hit the round of applause, Tony. Give that man a hand. Are we also... Go. We appreciate I... you, Scott. to the homie dog. Also add uh, his uh, donation as well. You're adding... Oh, did I miss a super chat? Oh, I sure did, man. My fault. He says, you can't keep saying I'm going to try harder and keep getting D's with no change. At some point, I don't buy you're putting it in or you're putting it all in. 
That sounds really nasty. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying here is this. Is that, I don't know what that meant. But he keeps on getting no change, but he keeps on You're putting it all putting in. You're not putting in the work. You're not putting in the effort. Nah, there was a lot of these and the tip and the point. And putting and the, all in. Yeah, putting yeah, everything in. Yeah, don't blame that on me, bro. <laughs> uh, tell me if we heard this call. Oh, yeah, we did, because hey, we got to play the second part of it. Sorry, second call. Uh, I was mentioning the uh, the feet and the If your first call wasn't so good, we wouldn't his, have played. His feet are perfectly side-by-side, standing together like he's getting ready to start some ballet dance or something. Like, who actually stands that way in real life? <laughs> he's talking about the way he's standing. The V-dotted him. Like that, just started to great annoy me. He, we need more fire out of him. We need him to be a leader and not be so politically correct all the time. Show some fucking emotion. Lead your team. If someone wrongs or, uh, runs the wrong route, it's okay to, to you know, to, to let them know about it. Damn, channel that, that inner Tom Brady or whatever you got to do. Start making some fucking progress. And, you know, like I said, the Panthers, by continuing to trot him out there, have ruined all the goodwill that a lot of people like myself who have been, you know, supporters of him and willing to give him a chance. But they're ruining a lot of that goodwill by continuing to trot him out there and let him make these same mistakes. Yeah. I agree, man. Sorry, guys. Well, well that goes know. to the question about Better luck next year, I guess. Continuing to start Bryce Young or not. Right. Um almost feel like if we go another like it's too late to sit him now. And Tabor came out today or yesterday. Chris Tabor, interim coach, said he doesn't think it's best in in his best interest to sit him. And there's a reasonable argument to that, and that is to learn on the job, to try to get better against you know real time play, and that's how you do it. Um, the question is 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 Bryce Young being psychologically damaged? And are you doing more, um, or is he regressing? Is there any is there any benefit to keep him out there? Right. All right. So, CK, you're a perfect person to ask on this. Who was early advocate for saying like this might not be the best situation for him to grow? Right. Are we at a point now where it's too late to bench him? No. No, I think I, mean, uh, I think right now the team has only gotten worse, and uh, to bench him now would allow again for a, a proper diagnosis of the the symptoms here. Right, right now it's it's very easy for people like myself to point to offensive line and the wide receivers and and all those things that that we have argued in Bryce's defense as the reason why he hasn't been successful. But if you're a true Panthers fan, you want to know if it's in fact a Bryce issue or if it's in fact the other issues that are on the team. And one of the things you can do to help you figure that out this late in the season is have somebody else take the reins and see what happens, right? If it continues, then we continue to have the same questions. But if it doesn't continue, then you have one of those questions answered and you have to figure out how to fix it, right? Um, I think by benching him, um, you might say it hurts his confidence, but 
those last few games are going to give you the next coach a better understanding of what the real issues are with this team. Uh, and if it starts with Bryce, there's a lot of focus that you can put on that guy. All right, let's go to the next call. This is G, baby. I wasn't going to make a second call, but now that I'm watching the show, or I'm able to watch the show right now, dude, I, I seem just a bunch of fuck shit, dude. <laughs> Accountability. Accountability. What about the accountability for all the fucking all-star, all-star fucking coaches we fucking signed? What about the accountability fired, for all the fucking they're, don't fuck worry, they're trade Scott Fitterer made? Where, what about the accountability for all these fucking trash-ass players we, fucking, we, we brought in? But we're going to put the accountability on a fucking 21, 22-year-old rookie? Y'all sound like a bunch of bitches, man. Oh, you're not allowed to put the accountability on a 21-year-old? I've never heard. So Jesus let's put the accountability dude. on the 21, 22-year-old rookie, but we're not going to put the accountability on the fucking the all-star head coach and, and, and QB coach and all these They're other fuck-ass niggas, man. They're all fired, G, baby. They were no, fired. What do you mean no accountability? On the fucking rookie. Man, that's Bro. a bunch of fuck shit. Yeah, he man. shouldn't be accountable at all, Thank you, GB. just rub his you. ass like you all fucking No, I love day, it, man. but... Um, He's a walking excuse machine for Bryce because it calls them the truth. No, and like, he never I, earned I, I, that title. He never he, earned the truth. He is my friend. I love G Bammy. But don't act like we're holding him, Bryce, Bryce over-accountable. If anything, we've held him under-accountable. All of those coaches were fired. The whole team sucks. We get that. We incredibly understand that this team is way stinkier than we ever could have fucking imagined. And I think one of the best points I made in 10 years of podcasting was last week on the po or on the post game show where I said we hired Frank Reich to prevent this exactly, which is we didn't need a great team. We didn't need to go out and win 10 games. We needed a team that was competent, competent, well run by NFL people, and incrementally developing a rookie quarterback. That's why we hired Frank Reich in the wake of Matt Rule. This is a complete disaster. It's the opposite of what we tried to have. You could have swam. We tried to hit a double, bro, and we struck out, and they smashed an ice cream cone in our face. Like, it's the worst possible thing that could have happened with this team. Every To the point that a fucking tight end is so upset about how this went that he tried to forget. Yeah, he for tried to forget. He thought he was with the Ravens. and He's not anymore. <laughs> Poor guy. Fuck. My point being is that he's not, a, he's not developing either. Man. I understand, you, baby, that the rest of the team fucking stinks. But don't act like we're coddling. Right. I think this, if anything, I would say this. Look, the look at the panel on the screen right now. CK is to my left. I don't know what I am to you. I'm in the middle. Cody is to my, like, I feel like I'm in the middle of what the Bryce Young debate or discussion is. We got one person that, 
Fuck that, G-Baby. This team sucks, bro. It's not just the coaching. Bryce has been less than overwhelming. Well, it's less than advertised as well. Like I think I looked at him, CK, last week, and the first time I'm going to say this, CK, and I want to say it to you because you love him, or you're the guy that, you know, we have to play our roles. I said this, and I never said this. I felt like he looked like a college quarterback. Yeah. I think that, and let me ask you a question. Do you feel like this is a prime example of where you go in the draft? Like, what team you land on is going to dictate your rest of your career? Because I mean, there's question. been a, no, it's a good been, question. There's been a lot. I think there's it's been- a combination, CK. And what I would say is this, is that, yes, if you're going to be early in the draft, you're going to a shitty team. Like, it's not like you're walking in. Look, we all want to, I want to fucking never hear about Tom Brady or whatever because they're a sixth round or what. Tommy DeVito, his fucking Italian sausage is way bigger than Tom Brady's. And the reason being is Tom Brady walked into a team that's a fucking dynasty and he excelled like, so I'm not trying to take away from Tom Brady, but let, let's not just be like, Oh, you can find a guy in the sixth round. He's going to turn around a team. He went to a team that had a great coach, had a great staff, like all these other things. And then he turned into a great player. So I think you're exactly right. CK is like, as in, Going to a terrible team, one player, like, it's just so much to ask. I think the sad part about what we've learned about Bryce, not, I haven't learned anything about Bryce Young other than he's had a terrible rookie season. That's all I've learned. I don't know who's going to be in the future. But what I did learn about the Carolina Panthers is that they were way worse on every level than advertised. And when we came into this show and said, hey, how many wins do you think the Panthers are going to have this season? How many people before this season started said, oh, well, we had seven wins last year. We should be able to be in that range, right? We should be in the five, six, seven, eight, nine. Or higher. Right. No, this team was fucking terrible it is terrible everything is about it terrible and cody can we bring about the panthers social media when it talks about pro bowls they're so terrible look at this shit you gotta take the comment down or else we're not gonna see it well let me read this real quick but uh, anthony uh, says you. you need to stop this is anthony with the 499 appreciate your aunt says, do you need to stop? As a huge Bryce Young fan, he deserves blame. You can still believe him. Oh, look at this. They turn on each other. Hold him to a standard. Let's hope we help him. Agreed, Anthony. See what I told you? Anthony always comes around. It takes Anthony a little while, but he comes around, and I respect him for doing so, man. Yeah, uh, Xavier Woods not happy that the Panthers are pushing everybody to go to the Pro Bowl uh, except him. Uh, they put out uh, Derek Brown, Frankie Louvu, Adam Thielen, Brian Burns, Johnny Hecker, even Sam Franklin got a Pro Bowl nod from the Panthers Twitter account. 
by not pouring Xavier Woods. He's how about this is that he said that on their account. A not that it's a problem. Maybe they should have made something fun out of it. But this is CK. Not good. It's not necessarily a great sign. And you know what? Actually, in fairness to the Panthers account, should he be ahead of Sam Franklin and Johnny Hacker? Those guys are only in there as, pro, as special teamers. Um, Sam Franklin is uh, probably one of the best special team players uh, in the NFL right now. Um, so I would say that his position there isn't in in lieu of Xavier Woods. Um, Derek Brown and Frankie Louver are the ones. So they've got two, Those three people. Gets. All right. the first three are gets. Right. Um the and Brian, Brian Burns. Burns I would is, say like he's, he's been our pro bowler. Like he's been consistently yeah. in the pro. Like I think if nothing else, it's name recognition that will get him into the Pro Bowl, if nothing else, right? Um I just don't know that Xavier Woods, I get why he feels that way. Like you have the team trip pushing people Money. on a yeah. Probably um, a lot of things. But the reality is, I mean, I don't I got, as much as I love Xavier Woods and the way he plays the game. He's made some um, good plays this year. He's been he's, a good player. He's been hurt, but CK. It's you can't, you can't, there's no shot in the world that you're gonna put him on this list. Do you think though that this is teasing and joking from him? Or a continued sign of just fucking dude. Problem? I get I, I don't know. Is this a um, fun thing? Is this a fun damn? And I know, look, it's how are we really supposed to know? It's dot, 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 damn. Mm-hmm. Right? But I guess we're reading into, if you can read into every Bryce Young pass, every Bryce Young incompletion, if you can read into Thomas Brown's wife's post, is this teasing and fun? I would probably say yes, because I don't think he arguably, I think he made a great case. How can any player on this team feel like they are 100% deserving of the Pro Bowl? Other no, than I don't think Brown? anybody. Uh, does, right, so it, that's why I'm saying it's probably okay. a joke. It's okay. probably like, ah, damn, I don't even get no love from the from the Twitter account, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, I don't think it was serious. I mean, I think, but it's probably one of those things that this joke hits harder if we're a little bit better. Right. Yeah. yeah, So I don't, I think he's right. First of all, I like, I don't have a problem with it, but what I am saying is this is just the fact that the tweet exists is interesting. Let's go to another call. I got to speed this up. Watch y'all get espresso. What's up? The boy? Tomorrow, your boy turns 34. Ah, That's shit. 34 years without child support from some bum-ass motherfucker. I some ain't paying you shit, motherfucker. motherfucker. I ain't paying you a dollar. But yeah, let's be real. You know, with this team, we talk about Bryce Young getting compared to C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, that fucking guy in New York, that fucking guy, that fucking, that fucking guy, that undrafted fucking rookie. He's fucking killing me right now. Those guys, yes, we're going to compare Bryce to those, but 
We're also going to compare them to next year's class. Caleb Williams, Drake yeah. May, because we could have had those. But we don't. And I'm seeing Bill Belichick is possibly getting fired, which means he's definitely coming here. To no, shut the fuck idiot. up. All right, next one. <laughs> We're not listening to no Bill Belichick shit. Was that the end of his call? I'm turning it off. Next call. It's his birthday, hey guys, man. It's the girl it's that makes him howl, a.k.a. Jelly the Blonde. Yeah. I don't care about my own kids. It's it's, it says it's, yeah, yeah, I guess and he didn't say anything about. else. Look, here, let's listen to the rest of it. You're right. Thank <laughs> you. Bill Belichick, I was out. <laughs> oh, God. I got to listen to the whole fucking call again. Well, my whole life is terrible. Call. Thanks, Kev, for making my life terrible. <laughs> All right, we're gonna listen. Gee, to baby, all I wasn't here. gonna make a second call, but now that no, I'm watching, no, I'm able to watch. Right, no, I want to skip it. It's too hey guys, right now. It's gonna, the girl that makes him howl, aka Joey the Blind Panther. Uh, first off, uh, thank you to that British guy that gave me the shout out. I mean, what? How nice it was to get a shout out from somebody with such an exotic British accent. Hmm. I mean, there's, there's some Irish brogue mixed with some Northern English in there. Ah, oh, what an accent. Anyway, you're rocking that accent, dude. Keep at it. I thought he almost uh, said accent. Sorry we you're having to suffer through this. Uh, but so are we. Guys, Sunday's game was the worst game I have ever watched or listened to as a Panthers fan. And that's saying something because I went to the Miami game two years ago. And there was like so, it was so bad. I went to the Miami game two years ago. I went to the Baltimore game last year. Oh, and by the way, Kristen, if you want to see uh, videos of your old stomping grounds, I have videos from when I went to D.C. for almost a week last year on my channel. I have playlists. I have a playlist of it, including when I went to the Panthers game in Baltimore. But uh, as a side note, yeah, I went to that game, went to the Miami game. Both games had me flirting with chicks in the second quarter because there's just nothing going on. Shocker. Nothing good anyway. The Dolphins <laughs> my ass, even in 21 when they weren't the most, you know, the biggest offensive juggernaut. It's bad. And I don't want to say I don't want to say it can't get any worse because we said that shit last year, and look where we are now. I mean, and we don't have a number one pick this year, like we don't have a first round pick this year. So, I mean, we got a long road ahead of us, but you know we'll keep pounding through it. Yes, anyway, will. guys, all the girls in the chat are now nervous. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Um, first of all, love Joey, the blind panther. Um, greatest growl there is. Girls, watch out, man. I mean, my man's a lover, he's not a fighter. Don't hate on him. His love language is touch. What does that mean? Oh, I mean, because he has not- to feel sorry, that was slow. I was slow on that. Yeah, I was like, that oh, was slow I felt like that fun. was I was worried. I was trying to defend him and not being 
like in trouble and you're like oh just, <laughs> I, I, know, I, I got it i got it my bad next call, <laughs> next call. <laughs> it took a minute jeff here i think um all the main subjects have been kind of covered already i don't want to oh, you know beat the dead horse on this on bryce and thomas brown and all that stuff uh besides i think i've already made my point in, in several of the uh mini podcasts with pickle and D's. <clears throat> but what i would say is i don't know if you maybe by the time you get to this call you already have pulled it up but i guess that article came out about um belichick is going to be they're going to be moving on from him and i just hope he doesn't come here i think he's going I agree to with you. i think it's already set in stone at this point i think if they move on from him which don't it looks like they that. are uh patriots that is then um why would Tepper not do that? Of course he would do that. That's going to be because Bill Belichick is the uh, fucking rapist to David Tepper. He gets you know full reign and gets paid a shitload. Why would he not? So I think that's where we're going to end up. No, I would prefer not, but I think that's where. It's Can't believe happen. it. Anyway, right. um, actually, you know what? I will say something about Bryce. Oh, <clears throat> I think we should all just stop beating around the bush and just say, you know call it how it is and that he's just kind of mediocre and until we see anything further from him that's what he is look at that and uh, i don't mind you know maybe he he's does, walking maybe back he strice we'll uh, uh though i feel like has been a strong maybe i'm wrong no, maybe i'm just appreciating been, i don't think has been too far one way or the other not far but i don't think we should make a decision on what bryce is like what he is, like saying he is mediocre, he is great, he's elite. That's why I'm starting to hate these terms. This season, this motherfucker isn't right. Is it it's like, is like, and you might, you we we could say the same shit with Brian Burns this year. It's like you'd be like, oh, he's elite, he's not elite. But guess what? This motherfucker ain't elite this year. No. So, I, but I, I wanted I felt- to talk about the Bill Belichick stuff. All right, and real quick, I just want to say I think Strats was fair. Yeah, I, no, I don't, no, I don't, is, I, don't I, I think, totally to fair. be honest, I think mediocre is being nice. I just so think I when think we say is mediocre, it's a um an articulation of the future. He has been right, and and these are this is just semantics. I'm not trying to pick on Strats as the caller, as in look is that you can believe that bryce young is going to be a good quarterback and you can also say this has been a shitty uh season and that's my point is like what he is now is not what he will be entirely it may be but i'm more interested in talking about this bill belichick shit and i don't want to talk long about it but i will tell you this there is no fucking way in the history of the world that David Tepper hires Bill Belichick. No. Why? Because the you got a motherfucker that brings in the big BD that we're not supposed to talk about and puts it on the table. David Tepper can take his billions and put them in his back pocket every time motherfucking Bill Belichick walks out of the room. He's going to tell David Tepper to shut the fuck up. He's going to tell the media to shut the fuck up. And he might actually talk to the C3 Panthers podcast out of everybody. He might talk to them. But you're trying to tell me 
that a motherfucker that wants a yes, 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 man is going to bring in a Bill Belichick who is not only proven and now become a Hall of Fame coach. Shut the f- He's going to fucking big dick David Tepper and he's going to. Fu- you don't even want to say that. Don't you either. think, though, no. that like, all right. No, wrong. If fit. you. Okay, but right. If you don't like uh, Belichick as the coach, fine. Oh, I love I, him I, as a I coach. It's not the right fit for the no, Panthers what I'm right is now. If you don't love him as our coach, fine. But you don't think that David. Okay, do you think that David Tepper's ego is so big that he would rather have a yes man rather than one of the most credentialed head coaches to ever live? CK, I, 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 how about this? How about this? Wait, 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 no, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. How about this? Yep. Take, 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 hold on, hold on. But uh, let's take Bill Belichick out of the equation. Let's say it's a Jim Harbaugh. Like, if you have somebody that you different know, question. No, 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 no. Because that's, that's a different the same. question. Now, if if it's Belichick or Harbaugh, do you think David Tepper has it within him to hire someone who would very clearly say, "No, that's not what we're doing," and I don't care how many billions you're worth. My football expertise is larger than yours. CK, I think he moved the goalpost on us. No, you didn't answer the no. question. And look, I will, I'm going to pass it and answer. I'm going to pass because there's another person in the podcast. But I would say this is those are fundamentally different questions. Is Harbaugh is not Belichick. Right, I mean, he doesn't have the pedigree. You're getting lost in the sauce. That's not the point. No, and the the last thing is, is I also think that Bill Belichick is a point in his life, and also just has a personality. Right, he just says, "I don't give a fuck, motherfuckers." CK, there's got to be a difference. We can't hire a dinosaur like Bill Belichick. Um, I, I don't disagree. Um. I think um, if there's any, the reason that I think that it wouldn't be something, I think there's that part of it that is he's unable to adapt, right? Um, that was just, that, just older. Well, hang in there. Uh, he, he's unable to adapt in the into the current view of the NFL. Um, and the reason I say that is because when you look at his teams, they don't do what they used to do, which is like they used to scheme up teams to where it was impossible to for you to win in the second half. You might get them in the first half, but that second half, they were going to beat you. Why um, do they not do that anymore? One fucking two words, Tommy DeVito. No, Tom Brady. The simple but, thing is this, is that he is, has he ever built a franchise from the beginning to the end? He's too old for that. And that's fine. He's the greatest coach. I'm not trying to take away from that. He's not the right fit at this moment, CK. Right. He isn't. He's not the right fit. And the pa- the Patriots are two and nine. But I'm not letting you off the hook. Because my question is about David Tepper. And you didn't get my question. I'm saying, is David Tepper's ego so big? that he would choose to hire someone with a lesser acumen just because they would be a yes man rather than a proven coach and a proven team builder who would have the balls to tell him no. Like if, if you could hire that type of guy and it turns around your franchise, but they're going to be willing to tell you off and tell you no, does David Tepper have too big of an ego to even make that hire? Bring that shit. 
And I will tell you this, it's not David Tepper's ego that's the problem. It's going to be a Bill Belichick ego that's the problem. And what that what I mean by that is that this is a guy who has all the know-how, the experience, all the things that we whatever. He's going to walk in there and he's going to big dick David Tepper. And you say, oh, I might not have a billion, but I got 800 million in the bank and I got all these rings, motherfuckers. And guess what? Your wife is little and cute, but I go on the beaches with these bitches. And you know what? I am impersonable somehow, but everybody fucking loves me still in the press conferences. No, Bill Belichick's ego is going to big balls David Tepper's out in the room. And so what I would say to you is I don't know if David Tepper's ego can handle it because all he has done is surround himself with a bunch of bitches. And yes, man, sorry, folks. Yeah, but what happens when somebody has a bigger ego than he has an ego? We need an alpha, but we don't necessarily need someone who is going to try to push our... I almost feel like Bill Belichick would be like this. What do you think a Monday interview between David Tepper and Bill Belichick would be? Because we have heard about these meetings between uh, Frank Reich and David Tepper. Seriously and honestly, I feel like Bill Belichick would sit in there and be like, meeting held. And then get the fuck up and walk out right in front of this motherfucker. He doesn't even answer the questions. This motherfucker is the boss. He's the dom. He's a real Italian. Well, I think um, yeah. I, I'll just say this real quick. I think the first time that Belichick has a conversation with David Tepper, I think there's going to be a level of like, I can't work for this guy. Like, because David Tepper's going to try to talk like <laughs> is he David knows Tepper going to say that. Uh, no, no, Bill Belichick's <laughs> just gonna have to pay him a big check and then tell him to leave. They, I think Bill Belichick is gonna look at have a just in a, in a matter of five minutes and discover that David Tepper has no idea what how to play football. Well, Bill Belichick would also say that to like a waitress, but I love Bill Belichick. I think that he has become it's a stick at this point. Like, I think him and his press conferences, like, I think he is embracing charisma in a weird way. Mm -hmm. And that is, we used to be like, oh, this guy was, and now it's like, what do you think we should do? Score more points. And he just leaning into this shit, bro. I want to see. There's That's no how way. That's always been. That's how he's always no, been. No, no. He's leaning more and more into it every dude, day. Dude, he's always been okay. that one note, one answer type of dude. I can't wait till By this way, motherfucker look, I'll say it like this. I'll say it like this. I wouldn't mind Bill Belichick, the coach. I do not want Bill Belichick, the GM. All right. And let's take another. This is C-Dog. We got to get through these calls. We got three more after this. What's going on, everybody? It's me, C-Dog, 1983 TV. My main reason for calling in tonight is to apologize to all the Bryce fans 
God calls you some terrible things, retarded, and some other stuff. If you like Bryce Young, hey, that's on you, you know. I'm not going to call you dumb or retarded anymore or blind, you know. But as for me, I can't see it. Like the monkeys, you know, the monkeys covering their eyes, ears, and shit, you know. I can't see it. I don't see how y'all don't smell this shit, you know what I'm saying? Pure garbage. It was coming out of Charlotte right now. This funkiness, the last goddamn six years. But, hey, if you like Bryce, hey, go ahead. I don't like him. I don't want him here. I don't want to sit here and waste no fucking time on this fucking trash. You know what I'm saying? I take out my trash. Got My trash get picked up every fucking Monday. You know? I've been put Bryce Young ass up out of here. You know? That's just for me. Well, you know, I just wanted to apologize for everybody else, you know, who likes the man, you know, and think it's good. But, you know, and, and what, the, what the crazy thing is for the people who saying we can get them help and all this bullshit, they can't even tell me what the fuck they think good from this fucking midget leprechaun all year. They can't tell me one goddamn thing he done did good, you know. But, uh, you know, like I say, I'm just calling to apologize for the fans that like Bryce. I'll call you some terrible things. Real quick, whenever you come in here, hit the motherfucking like button. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You boys got them go live every motherfucking Tuesday, every goddamn Friday, the free for all on Friday. You know, they got them live every goddamn Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Dr. Pepper Pickle. Shout out the whole goddamn C3. You know what I'm saying? C baby, where your ass at, man? Been motherfucking hiding behind it. You can't hide behind this little motherfucking midget. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm talking about this motherfucker gonna be better than Cam Newton. This motherfucker could never feel Cam Newton motherfucking cliques. The fuck wrong with you motherfuckers? But go ahead with that silly shit. You know what I'm saying? Talking about God. Now he gonna be, he gonna have better numbers than Cam Newton and all this bullshit. Stop. But hey, you, you believe in him? I don't. We need definitely a quarterback next year. Period. You know what I'm saying? Have a motherfucker got done QB battle and motherfucking training camp. You know what I'm saying? But I hope everybody have a great day. I hope everybody have a motherfucking Merry Christmas and a motherfucking Happy New Year. But goddamn, and I thank you for Christmas on this goddamn team. You know what I'm saying? Goddamn, thanks to goddamn motherfucking Bryce Young. You know. Before oh, man, I cut off, man. Shout out to C Dog. Always welcome uh, to the Panthers podcast, man. That was the end of his. I mean, sort of got yeah, kind of, but yeah, yeah. Um, hey man, shout out to see. I mean, look, I, I black, don't know. Black, I, black, Bass, black brand ambassador. <laughs> Dude, how about this? Uh, see, Don always he's like G Baby. He's always going to speak the truth and his truth, whether you fucking like to hear that shit or not. And that's why I love and respect See, Dog. Always have, always will. And, uh, Top hey, person I want to hang out with in the podcast. Like, if I want to hang out with people from the podcast, and I'm not going to leave anybody behind, so don't get upset if I don't say your name. But I would probably want to party with Sea Dog and like hang with him, and then we would say what's up to G Baby, love you. I feel like D from Sanford, we need him to host. 
Like, I yeah. bet you if he hosted it, like, we would have the best food. Uh, Everybody dude, be dude, happy. Dude. We'd be arguing G-Baby and this and that. Uh, and oh, we're not going to yeah. invite Joey because he would just well, do what we all want to do. Well, I mean, if, if we invited Joey, we would have to make sure that all of the females in attendance are warned. Hey, watch out for Joey. He can... You know, um. He might, he might, he might, he might all of a sudden think there's some braille uh, below your chest. <laughs> I want to read this. No, no, no. Says, what all do you, you gotta do, my all dad. You gotta... No, you're not invited, you bitch ass motherfucker. You came out <laughs> to the bar and you're like, oh, I can only hang for 18 minutes before I gotta try to go meet my bitch ass girlfriend. Oh, all, you got, girlfriend. all you gotta do for Joey is. Basically, create a diversion like in the uh, by using oh. by using the Afro Man joke. You know, uh, have you ever seen Robin Hood Men in Tights? Oh, who hasn't seen that movie? I think that in the all right, so it's a joke on Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is the main movie they're joking on. But in the beginning, the guy has the, he's blind and he has the 3D porn. <laughs> you guys don't remember that? In the yeah. very beginning of Men in Tights, the blind guy has got the, all right, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I uh, love movie. all of y'all. Hate you, Kev. And, um, if I was going to hang out with any of you, it would be all of you, actually. The person you probably wouldn't want to hang out is me. Let's see. We got a couple more calls. We got to go. All I can say, we got a matter of fact, we draft a sissy quarterback. He's a freaking a bum. Sissy. A bum, bum, bum. He needs to be benched. He's overrated. I will tell Tepper, thanks a lot for jumping the gun, trading up, giving up our capital to Chicago Bears. Thanks to you, Tepper. Matter of fact, the whole next year, this organization is going to be fired next year. You need to you need to, you need to bench that old faggot Bryce Young. They got wild real fast. All God, right. Damn. Um, More divisive than Cam Newton by a mile, Tony. <laughs> nah, people said shit about my Cam. My name is Dressing. Uh, all right, but you're yeah. right. It's, it should not be. To be honest, I am so surprised at this moment that we are this divided, this trenched in. It's wild. But, all right, what else we got in the show? We got two more calls after this, but there's probably, is there anything else we need to talk about? We talked about Xavier Woods. We talked about, oh, can we talk about the, um, Initiative. Do you have the energy for it? No, no. We got two more calls. We're gonna put one. Actually, we only have one more call because one's three seconds. So I think it's the same person. I said let's do the call and then let's talk. Here's the last call. Here's the last call. Then. What's up, fellas? It's the real AP up here in the Yakin County, North Carolina. Y'all know where it's at. Anyway, C3, I'm on the hill with you, man. I'm dying with you, man. Bryce needs to be set up in an environment to be able to produce or try to produce. If you can, you can't, and then cut him. 
I wasn't a Bryce fan. I wanted Stroud, but you know, I'm I'm a Panther fan. Like I roll with it. So I'm with you, brother. I agree with everything you say, CK. Love you, man. Tony. Uh-huh. Still waiting on my shirt, man. Oh my god! Got here. You know what, Cody? Oh, I got. I love you, man. I love all you guys, but Cody, I love what you do. Keep all these dudes in line, man. Appreciate you. You're brother. doing an awesome job. That's the real C three. Keep them in line. Keep slapping them around. Whatever you do, man. All right. I love all y'all. Uh, Appreciate you, man. Fans Thanks in the chat. so much. Fans of the show, wishing everybody a Merry Christmas, an early Merry Christmas. Peace out. Love you, brother. Look, real fan, real fan of the show. Hey, his name's Real C3AP. Pretty sure that's who it was. Uh, but been a forever friend of the community. And again, what I want you guys to remember is that if you're listening, calling in, if you're commenting in the chat, if you're talking shit about me or Cody's stupid ass takes about, I don't know, whatever, you're one of us. Whatever right? I'm right about now. Right, exactly. Um, I want to be clear on this is as I started a podcast. And as these fellows right here are brothers and you are my family in the chat room, I never wanted this to be about you listening to me. I mean, sure, there's a point where you have a, like, this is my shit. You know, I mean, I've got an opinion. I do want you to listen to me, A, because it's a podcast. But I never wanted to... Actually, maybe I won't say never. I don't want to be a person that tells you what to think. That's it. It's like, I want you to help me figure out what to think. And the number's 252-228-5098. We're here all week. Uh, We're about to end this joint here. But I really think that this is why we actually are going to make it through some of this shit is because if this podcast was about us telling you about this, that, this, whatever, then at some point we would just run out of a opinions, but B it would be about us. And that's what I would do. I mean, yeah, I want me, I want you to call up and say, I love you, Tony. I want you to write. I love those things. It makes me feel good. But we wouldn't be doing this for 11 years if this was about me telling you about football. So, real AC3P, love you. Love all my fam in the chat. Cody, um, we got two last things. We got to ice some people up. It's so late. And the reason it's so late is because this stupid Italian motherfucker is feeling a little too good and is drawing everything out. This initiative, though, the Panthers have an initiative for, what, December or the last week? What the fuck is this? Pull it up. I'm pulling up my eyes up here. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Actually, I can't pull it up. It says remove. Let me see. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh, hang on. Next one, maybe. The Carolina Panthers announced this is that December 17th game, because we got to make every game like this game is about cancer survivors. This game is about veterans. And you know what? I'm not trying to diss on any of y'all or that, whatever. But I do have something. No, I have a little suspicion about these big institutions being overly pandering to certain things to draw in. I don't think, first of all, I don't know if a lot of these initiatives are truly genuine, but we'll talk about that in a moment. This, the Carolina Panthers put out this through the inspire change initiative. Our December 17th game will concentrate on the pillar of representation matters. Highlighting our committing our commitment to celebrating black culture. Wonderful. No problems with those words at all. But then you put up a picture of inspired change and the Panthers are fucking one and twelve. Cody. <laughs> the the comments for a motherfucking fodder of comments. I had to. Dude, the comments underneath it are fucking hilarious. And my my thing is, is it didn't matter if it was black appreciation, LGBT right. appreciation, Native American appreciation. Been Everybody's like, Hi, we see you fucking pandering oh my God. because your football team sucks. So look how great and woke and progressive you are. Like, dude, no one gives a shit, man. Like, all those things are great. But all these things, they almost make people more angry because it's like, oh, you're trying to do all these things. But the one thing that we all want you to do, regardless of our race, religion, whatever, we it's all like, you just know want what? you to be a good Give football Give us your team. money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's, it's, CK, it's as our resident person that knows how money works a little bit better than the other two that are on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, two things that come to mind. One, and there was a moment in my life where I got vi- a visceral change happened, and I got upset. A with myself. I don't know. I was at food line with my brother, my friend, a good, fr- very good friend of mine. We're checking out. It's around this time, holiday time. It says, "Do you want to round up for charity?" And I had forever in my life rounded up. Never. I mean, like, like, I was like, what the fuck is 87 cents? You know what I'm saying? What is this? He said this to me. He said, and hopefully you will confirm or deny this. Yeah. He said this is food lines takes your 87 cents, turns it into a tax deduction for their company. Yeah. As a real charitable so they sucker you into it. He said, if you want to donate to a charity, donate to a charity. Just fucking use your own money and get your own tax donation. CK, this right here, this is where I get, I'm starting to get irritated by these bigger companies. 
or they're like, oh, we use fucking ethically sourced coffee beans. Right. Um, like we got to spend more money for you to get a tax deduction here. If you ever, here's the thing that I have um, that I'll agree with you on. When you see an organization advertise, uh, now this isn't an advertisement, but when you're watching television, uh, whether it be a football game or any other program, if you're watching and you see an advertisement, say from like a Wells Fargo, and they're advertising about, uh, you know, we've done this in the community. Social and, and this is, yeah, this is, we've done all this crazy good stuff. Like we just, we thought you needed to know, and that's it. We're not advertising a product. We're not advertising. We're just letting you know right. how good of people we are. It's 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 an advert. They're selling something to you. They may not necessarily be primarily doing it. They're selling something to you. This is no different. Right now, what is going on is we talk about the ticket sales. They sell out every year, every oh, every show game them, because Cody. they have the PSL. Cody, right? Show them what the tickets are going for right now as it brings, oh, yeah. brings us and, up. And this is a part of it, right? They're having a hard time selling tickets for five dollars, right? Now, this isn't the Carolina Panthers. This is no, the, it's uh, the this secondary is market. This is all resale. Um, but this th- they're having such a hard time moving tickets that they can't even sell them for five dollars. Now, why this matters to what we just saw? Well, it we've got to keep in mind that there's multiple layers to the income during game day. Uh, for the for the Teppers and the NFL as a whole, it's the concessions. It's the I bought a jersey the area. today off the right. internet for one of our listeners. Right, it's the purchasing of merchandise. It's the uh, you know, the alcohol sales. It's it's there's a tremendous amount of money they make from people being full in that stadium, and so I this is an um, another attempt at trying to basically market people into the into the stadium, even if you're only paying $5 per ticket, they've already gotten their money. There's nothing, look, whether you pay yeah, $5 yeah, or not. Man, that's not, got nothing to do with the Panthers. This the issue that, is uh, the attendance is expected to be extremely low. Yeah, as nobody can get any money for it. Yeah. CK, though, do you buy materials or does, when someone tells you, all right, here, here's a good example. Um, I hear some companies saying we have a zero carbon um, influence on the world. Right? So they saying like, uh, you can buy all this shit from us. We're going to ship it to you. We're going to do all this, but we have negated. We're a carbon zero joint. We are asking you to, to, to donate to us for Black Lives Matter, for this and that. I think what Cody Lashney turned me on to like seven years ago, which I've been still talking about virtue signaling this and that when we learn that these companies are not carbon zero, they're just fucking paying a fine. Like, 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 Oh, we'll pay. Come on. I'm tired of this. Dude. Have you ever heard of it for the Panthers is I just don't feel sorry for him. That's the thing. It's not that I don't love the causes. It's not that I don't want to not like help cancer. I'm just tired of fucking cheering for motherfuckers who make all the money, who make us feel terrible. Yeah. And and so I think we rock right into the uh the ice up picks because that actually goes really well with my ice up pick. Let's do it. 
All right, All so, right. we have. Uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, my God, uh, what was that? The last one? Yeah, we're good. Last one. Okay. Yeah, we already yeah, moved yeah, into that. That's the last yeah. one. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Sorry, I'm. Ice up, son. Ice up. All right. So for decades, we've been arguing about global warming. Okay. This has been an argument. And the the, uh, the argument is that we're doing all the global warming. Well, I'm going to present to you evidence that we are not the only ones doing global warming. This is stupid. Love you, though. It's a. I love how this is a redneck Russian experiment. This is a redneck Russians. This is redneck Russians that did this. Okay. All right. All right. So tell in them, ni- 1971, I'm going to read the, the, the subtitle. In 1971, engineers from the Soviet Union ignited a fire in a gas filled hole in the Turkmenistan desert. Uh, anticipating that the flames would extinguish them with, within days, they were surprised when the fire continued to burn. Now, 52 years later, the site known as the door to hell is still ablaze. Bro, we've been burning a gas fire pit for uh, 50 years. Like, are you guys surprised about global warming? I'm not. Like, I'm just saying, bro. This is a giant fire pit that's been burning for. I like how Russian rednecks fucking did this shit. They're like, you know what? Take this. And and here's the other thing. I was I was. As, as I was researching this, because I was interested in this, I was like, what? This can't be real. There's actually a coal mine in Pennsylvania that has been burning for longer. Yeah. I mean, all those are small. It's not like this one little pit. Is I know. It's just grow, But it is symbolic, though, of like, hey, we're going to burn this fire for 97 years or whatever. Right, Russian rednecks. I think we should not ice up Russian rednecks, but they're pit. (laughs) All right, uh, Cody, what you got? Yeah, I got two, and I had Uh, more, but uh, you know what? I'm not even gonna look for them. I'm gonna look for my low hanging fruit ones that I picked like three days ago. So I've got three, but they're all relatively. Then we got a big ping pong because I might be able to get one more in there. Go one, show me the first one. All right. Uh, One, ice up uh, to this mama. How am I going to ice that big old booty? Ice up to this mama embarrassing the hell out out of her son. He's like, no, get the hell off my mama, bro. Bro, I would smack that little bitch ass kid. Get the fuck off my mama. How about this? Can you rewind it? Just What's the best butt in there? I think Man, it's this. Nah, I think it's the red it. one before we even get to this. Mm-mm. All right. Sorry, my anyway. butt guy. All right. Uh, but yeah, All man. Right. Uh, to... This poor kid got to shove. You know what? Shove your mama. Little bitch ass kid. I'm icing him up. Hey, man. Sometimes. He a dog. It's got that boy. So. All right. Let, let's just say that thing. All that shit's fake. Look, All right. What you got, Nass? Oh, by the way, uh, I don't want to miss this. Thanks to uh, 
Jordan Psalms 23.4 for the one dollar donation. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um you want me to go next? I got one more. I got one for you here. All right. Um this just seems dumb to me and awesome. Um, let me see if I can make it bigger. I like to, I subscribe to these like dumb photos, like crazy history shit or whatever. It says on this, on April 19th, 1995, in an unusual incident, MacArthur Wheeler attempted a bank robbery while wearing an unconventional disguise, his face smeared with lemon juice. Wheeler believed that lemon juice often used as invisible ink would make him invisible. He confidently smiled at the camera as he passed by during the robbery. Uh, unfortunately, lemon juice did not. Sub- <laughs> I mean, we're going way back in the well, 1995, but I giggled at that one. Go ahead, Cody. I got one more for you after that. Yeah. So mine, um, I don't know how or what leads to this uh, scenario, but I'm pretty sure the roads are iced up. Oh, God. So what? This poor guy. All these cars are careening. What's 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 it do? What's it do? What's it do? Oh, my God. God. That dude just got saved by that truck. Yeah, he (laughs) He was about to get creamed. He had the least ice in all of that. Oh, Dude, he's the oh, same. That might have gotten him. Oh, no, that might have gotten Who's him on that ice one. Up, Cody? I mean, my ice up is too. It's not him. He, he's the fucking guy. I mean, I've been saying that. My ice, up, <laughs> my ice up is to the people going 70 miles an hour in ice conditions. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank I, you. I fucking you reasonable out, ass. Why were you out okay. of the car? Why were you out of the car at all? And like, how is it dude, that? I was trying to tell people to stop. It can't be that slick. What the yeah, fuck is, is going oh. on? What is slick? Sleet uh, overnight? All right. Here's mine. All right. All right. All right this go. one's a fun one. It's a stupid one. And this is a real ice up pig. It's like, a, like you were born for the ice up pigs. No. Oh God, I can't watch. Stupid. Hold on, look at that. He chambers around. Oh no. And then shoots himself. I don't know. What is he trying to show? That his gun has got a not hair trigger? And then shoots himself in the real balls? That's my eyes up thing. I'm not dude, even a gun was, guy. Dude, By the way, was, I don't give a fuck about any if you have gun rights or not gun rights. Actually, I don't give a shit about any of it. That to me just looks dumb. You know dude, that that, what one, that is that would piss me off. Like, why are you even gonna Pit do that? Off. Yeah, like what You're how pissed stupid. off about a guy shooting himself in his own ball? Yeah, you play stupid oh, games, you win stupid fucking prizes. Right. Nice to this that. show. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, 
Dude, so stupid, man. Um, this one. CK, that bothered you, didn't it? Oh, God, dude. I couldn't even watch it, bro. All right. But so uh, this Darwin's woman. Uh, oh, they, I already think the girl on the right is hot. Oh, but uh, dude, Too wait much. for it. So, oh, then, okay, so the, the police get called out to this uh, beach, and they got a specific complaint. She's about a good Christian. Woman. And now I have a very specific ice up. No this. ass. We'll get to it. She got so, no ass. Look at her so ass is missing. I ain't even looked at it yet. Right, this, 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 this. Something yes. Were you what? supposed to be? Were you doing something you weren't supposed to be doing? What? Like, what were you doing on the beach? Like prior to coming here. Prior to coming here. No comment. Just wait for it. There was nobody. Else. I was just sitting on my town. Nobody was around me. Okay, and you were over at the beach. Like I was, I was near the water. Near the water. Yeah. Okay. What did I do? What did I do? So apparently, you're masturbating on the beach. <laughs> that's I, it. I, yeah. Well, hold on. Wait for it. A couple people. No, they families. didn't. That's that's not true. Yeah, why would they call us? Nobody. Nobody was around. He, it was an anonymous call. Is yeah. this one of my buddies? Okay, no, one of my buddies. No, it's, it's not. I'm on this girl's okay, side look, already. Let me oh, God, it gets even better. Okay. No, no, they're accusing her, her of masturbating on the beach. I'm on her look. side. No. Wait, hold on, she wait, has wait, no wait, ass. Wait, look, no wait, hips. Wait, 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 no hips, bro. Like, nobody's going to want to watch her. Okay. Continue. Kristen, I've never heard that. I don't know if this is true. But... Um, Killed her. Oh yeah. no! Okay, don't look, say let that. Me okay. right, let me show you. Right, so hold on. But listen to listen though. L listen to what said. Okay. okay. Is there anything I, in the bag? No. Is right if I look through? I mean, if you can open it, and can I see the contents inside the bag? Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't really understand what y'all. We're, we're just here because. Yeah. This why is are they fucking with this bitch? <laughs> Leave her be. This is really, Wait, really offensive to me. I got it. Gotcha. That's why I'm trying Me to too. It's my vibrator, but I just put it in my I was sitting it's on my the vibrator beach and I just let her just, be. Okay. okay, do I need do I get a ticket? <laughs> so so you did have a vibrator. Listen, I was sitting hey, on the water like this, and I just put it in there and it was covered up, and I just had an orgasm. I'm this sorry, I was stressed out. So fake. dude, this fake. is fake. no this is no this fake. is real. Fake. So this is where she's fucked fake. up. One, this you are fake, not, no, 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 listen, whatever. Okay. You are not required at all to help with the investigation from any police. You don't have to let them search your bag. It, from that point, and there's nothing wrong with masturbating in the well, ocean. No, but, nobody yeah, but okay, but if there's, the like, if there's like kids around and shit, fine. Come on. The reason why up is because if it wasn't for her basically opening the bag and admitting to the crime on camera, then she would have never been arrested. They go she on, didn't really they go kill on to arrest her. They go on she to did. arrest her. They she go killed on her to like okay. I, I've yeah. never that heard that. Did you Google it? Yeah. Who is she? Fucked up, bro. Um, so I mean, she, I was on her side from the beginning. Christina, the only thing I had a problem with is that she didn't have great hips. Um, so Christina Revels Glick, woman arrested for using vibrator on a Georgia beach, committed suicide eight months later after downward spiral of drink and drugs. Bull. So it's not uh, shit. Uh, 
Cheese well, I didn't good. know anything. I the only reason I made my eyes up is because you are not required to uh, cooperate with police in any type of I know this ice up melted quickly. In, investigation that you don't have to help them with anything. So no, you don't got to help them with anything, and you also don't, you have, don't have to, have to admit to that they, <laughs> That conversation was so long, Cody. Fuck that. It's not even about just like, oh, what am I doing? They were like, hey, what's your... Fuck that. Well, no, I missed but that's that, a, that That's already. why I screw up. If, so, if, the, if the cops come and ask you questions, I think you don't we have should. to capitulate to any of that. Or let them search your bag. Come How on, do man. we make this a Panthers Sunday? How does Tepper make this a Panthers write-off for con- oh, too for far? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking like, about. We can make it like uh, remember like Solidar- Like so next week is going to be Italian-Americans their presence in football Dude, we've got we, have month, we have a month. We month for. That's not enough uh, to say. Let's fucking. Uh, you want to get me canceled? Get myself canceled. Let's get the fuck out of here. It's the C three Panthers podcast. Um, we love you. We love you. And despite the same conversations going on, we still have a familia that is growing. Cody Lash. What I was trying to say is the Panthers better not fucking make a what is it what you call it? Uh virtue signal after mass. What if they even had a masturbating on the beach weekend? Go, go. Get out of here. Let's go. Keep pounding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.